0: Good day and welcome to the Cincy.
1: <laughs> Hang on a second. Am I doing, <laughs> am I doing Cincy slanging? Uh, no, uh, sorry. Never mind. Uh, do it. Do whatever you you please. I hope
2: you realize this is one hundred percent staying in well, from the top
1: <laughs> to the Catskeller
0: Social Club. <laughs> I'm Coomer, joined as always by Hummer. Hummer, what's up, buddy?
3: Formed in 1979, died in 2013. The dumbest moment in the American Athletic Conference was, in fact, the birth of the American Athletic Conference. (laughs) This is a great goddamn day to be a Cincinnati Bearcat basketball fan as we celebrate the end (laughs) of a terrible era.
0: Couldn't have said it better myself. Indeed, it is, buddy we're back. We're back in a very different format today. The official, I'm going to call this the official launching of the Cat Skeller Social Club, given that the five proprietors, the five founders, the five originators of the Cat Skeller Social Club are on the podcast today to collaborate as a group for the very first time in a public space, in a public forum. So beyond hummer we have additional guests on the podcast as well justin from the viva La cats pod is with us justin how are you doing today sir
2: doing fantastic ready to uh pick all the stupidest moments that i've seen and uh kiss them goodbye (laughs) it is it's like a little it's like the uh what are they called like the little viking funerals they're like torch a boat and sail it out into the ocean that's what we're doing today
0: so i'm excited the Sarah, cer- the ceremonial burning of the Jersey. Yeah. The, ceremonial- <laughs> the, yeah. the
2: burning patch. of the AAC patch, not the, not the Cincinnati Jersey, but the AAC For, patch, maybe well, the under-armored jerseys too, depending on your perspective. But
0: <laughs> I mean, at one point, I think we burned the zero Jersey. We did burn the zero Jersey at one point in time, based on the shooting splits that we saw our point guards have in that shirt. So there's, it's, it wouldn't be the first time is all I'm saying. <laughs> We've also got Steve from the Viva La Cat's pod on the, on the, uh, The round table here. Steve, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: I am wonderful. It is a beautiful day in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, but I am missing you all in Cincinnati, Ohio. I watched the Bearcats lacrosse team get a dub in overtime today, so I wasn't too far away mentally, but it's great to see all your smiling faces. I'm really happy to be here. You know, it's just happy to talk about some really dumb, stupid moments that I never have to remember ever again this is going to be
0: very therapeutic. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the mental health we'll all experience after this. Last but not least, we also have Brandon from the go beer cats podcast and blog on the line. Brandon, how are you doing today, buddy?
4: Gentlemen, I'm doing well. I have a beer in hand, like-minded Bearcats fans in front of me.
0: I'm ready to talk. Great to hear. Great to have all of you on the podcast today. I couldn't have botched our introduction any worse. Um, As Justin said, we'll leave it in. We're going to fuck it. We're going to do it live. And I'm looking forward to to having this group therapy session. Everyone's alluded to it. We are going to work through some of the dumbest moments in American Athletic Conference history by way of draft. We'll get into that shortly. But before we do, I did want to take a moment to sort of celebrate and commemorate the official launch of the Cat Skeller Social Club. It is now active after many trials and tribulations with GoDaddy and the customer service team. The Catskeller Skeller social.club website is active and available for people to check out. We've had publications from Brandon, Justin. I threw one up there last night. If you're a big succession head, you may enjoy it. Um, I think the way my dad phrased it was, I don't really care for that show too much, but it was a fine article. Thanks, dad. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) You can also you can also join the discord app, which I think is the best way to interact with the community. It's a pretty incredible group. We've already got going there. Uh, We've got a few a few folks with with fame and notoriety who have joined recently, which I'm I'm very happy to have them. A couple of members of the PTP podcast are in there. Appreciate you fellas joining a guy named Chad. He's up in there. I don't know. I don't know his last name, but he's in there. It's Chad. So the hey, Discord Chad. server, the Discord server is popping off, and I'm enjoying it. How are you guys feeling about the official launch of the Catskiller Social Club?
2: It's just nice to uh, finally have it up. It's, I think, I think it's funny too because I remember, uh, if the conversation goes correctly, you guys kind of started the Discord originally as a, oh shit, Twitter is going to be wiped off the face of the uh, internet, and now you know it's kind of like a looming. Backup plan that has turned into like plan A. So I don't know. I think it's cool and it's awesome because like Discord is just a very good way to structure conversation, organize conversation, and you can just pop into whatever channel you want. You want to talk about something, you want to ignore all the other stuff. You can find your one channel and stay on that. If you're a huge Bearcats golf fan, you can stay in the Bearcats golf Discord
3: all you want and block out all the other noise if you want to. It's nice structure. Are you sick of having Elon Musk force his way into your Twitter feed? Uh, Well, we we don't have an algorithm here.
0: (laughs) Like the constitution, it is a living breathing document that continues to evolve and change. So yes, the discord server is the real deal folks.
1: Yeah. If you want to see pictures come to the discord server. That doesn't always work on twitter.com. Pictures and videos always, always work. (laughs) <laughs> you could see me uh complaining about how much skyline costs here uh if you want to so how much does? you want it to cost see more phoenix 5.99 baby are you able to that get the... that in the
3: store or like you get that on your grocery store shelves because like we don't we don't get that out here in new york we don't we don't have access to the can i gotta go on amazon and uh it's not pretty it's it's not pretty i'm better off making it myself Which is
1: uh, pretty. Well, I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We have fries, which is obviously a subsidiary of Kroger. So we have, we we do, I do have access to Skyline Chili and Grater's Ice Cream um, about 10 minutes away from my house. So not, not bad. It's good to hear. It's good to hear since he, since he transplants have the
0: ability to kind of get that, get that, that home, homegrown taste. Um, look, we've got five people on the line. It's going to be interesting to see how we navigate this as, mm-hmm. as, as a host here, as de facto host, I feel like I'm going to have to probably use names more frequently. Um, I want all of you to feel comfortable. Just interrupt me. Hummer does it all the time. That's the way that you get words in when you're, when you're on a podcast with Coomer, you've got to just cut me off, bulldoze your way in there. And, and um, Coomer's like an American right.
3: athletic. He's like an American athletic referee. Right. He just interjects (laughs) at the wrong time, makes the wrong calls. And sometimes you just got to yell and scream and get angry at him and, you know, tell him, Hey, it's my turn. Let me play the game. And maybe he'll tee you up.
0: (laughs) Four times. (laughs) Put you on suspension. Listen guys, I I do want to get into the draft because I think that the draft is going to be a blast. I think people are going to be explain Explain the draft. Explain the draft. Well, I I w- I will. So the the draft is essentially it's it's exactly as it sounds. It's a it's a it's a rehash of all of the dumbest moments in the history of the conference, be it specific moments in a game, be it naming decisions, be it uh Twitter burner accounts. I mean there there's a plethora <laughs> of options to choose from. Steve, I would say I has been the the leading the charge in terms of putting together some organization around this, but I've told all of you, you're more than welcome to go off the board. You are not limited to the board. If there are moments of stupidity and disgrace and, and however you want to describe them, and you want to go with those moments, we want to make sure we're talking about them. But our goal as, as participants in this draft is to construct a a five man lineup of the best, worst, dumbest moments in the history of the American Athletic Conference. So whatever, however this finishes, each of us is going to have our squad. We're going to have our dumb moments and we're going to make sure we're putting it out there on the Discord and maybe Twitter eventually too. Uh, maybe the Catskiller website. We're putting it out there so that people can can enjoy this with us and probably vote in some way, shape or form on who did have... The dumbest of dumb moments in the history of the American. Athletics. It's March,
2: baby. Do we need to just turn this into a, uh, brackets? a bracket? Bracket. Oh, I think God. we've got we've got at least around thirty. We have thirty-two here. I at least. I don't think we have enough Justin- for sixty-four, but.
1: Oh, I mean, hey, who, who knows? We could come okay, up with 64. We could even put this out to the people and see what we missed, too. I got two oh, on I've my already head been right, right now. I've
3: been, I've, been adding, I've been adding to the list as we've been talking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have two that love are it. sitting in the back of my head that I know for a fact are not on this list, so.
1: I love it. Okay. All right. Even better. Even better. I did want to say real quick that I, I copied and pasted this idea from the Houston uh, site, goku's.com. So if you're ever interested in Houston stuff, definitely check them out. I do want to give them their credit, but- it was. They only had 10, and I was like, no, no, no. There was much more. Oh, there's, more there's meat a whole on that lot
0: more than that. Things have been way dumber over here, boys, okay? Watch <laughs> yeah. us work. Oh, watch, watch us dumber. cook. Hold <laughs> up, hold up. Hold up. Let hold him cook. Let him cook. <laughs> no, that sounds I, – I really do look forward to the draft. Before we do, the Bearcats did just wrap up the regular season. Senior night occurred. Senior night honored Kalua Zikbe. Rob Finnessy, and David DeJulius. Questions were asked about why Jeremiah Davenport, a four-year Bearcat, was not included. Mike Adams-Woods, a four-year Bearcat, was not included. And Odio Guama, a two-year Bearcat, was also not included. Now, all of those players have additional years of eligibility left, potentially available to them. Landers Nolley II is also a guy who has another year of eligibility left. That's the way it works under the West Miller era. You, if you have years left, you are not being honored on senior night. Those Them's the rules. Uh, but I was surprised, and surprise might be the wrong word, but obviously senior night went incredibly well. Blew out SMU, played a very bad opponent. This team is not good. Um, but David DeJulius had, had himself a game. Finished with 30 points, and it's not so much the performance. It's not so much... You know, watching Davis do David de Julius do David the Julius things, go one-on-one, step back jumpers, threes, get the crowd going. It's the crowd really responded to David de Julius. And after the game, you saw kind of an outpouring of love and appreciation for a guy who transferred to the Bearcats under the John Brandon era. Uh, came here with a with a lot of acclaim and expectations and was able to put in three seasons based on the COVID extra year. And I, I was taken aback and and actually heartwarmed by, by how well David Julius and how how much the fan base seemed to appreciate him. Brandon, what did you what did you think about that outpouring of love for David Julius?
4: I thought it was kind of surprising. Um, I was I think that was the right word that you used, Coomer. uh I, It was all over social media, whatever outlet you were going to. Uh, I think the way he capped it off with kissing the floor or the C Paul at half court really, uh, I mean, maybe the most iconic thing I've seen from a senior day, not, I mean, 30 points, you know, notwithstanding. So I think the way he walked off the floor, the way he, you know, he celebrated with his teammates, you saw, I mean, like Landers, uh, and, um, skillings, like they were like really celebrating him as they, as he came off the floor, and, you know, with the kiss, I think it was the perfect cap and it turned into an iconic mo- moment and sort of brought all of those emotions up for Bearcats fans as he walked off the floor for the last time at Fifth Third.
0: Justin, where, where, where's your head at with the the David Julius experience and, and all that he brought to the university over these three years?
2: Yeah, I, I'd have to go, again, kind of to bounce off Brandon's point there. I think the kiss on the floor was like the... The crowning moment. And it's it's so cool because it's such a subtle thing, but it also shows so much. Like, it, it shows his dedication and appreciation for the university and how much he's bought in. And I think a lot of people remember, but tend to forget at the same time, that he did decide to stay after the whole Brandon fiasco. He could have left. He had all the reason to. Like, I mean, it, this is... This is leaving kind of for a better opportunity where he he could, you know, try to get in the mix, but also a semi-lateral opportunity because it's Michigan. I mean, Michigan has been competing. They're consistent. And even under, you know, a new coach with Juwan Howard, like you'd expect them to compete. So for him to come to Cincinnati, stay at Cincinnati, duke it out, tough it out, go through the mental, you know, ups and downs that he had had to overcome, stepping away from the game and coming back, I think there's so many things about his story while he was here in Cincinnati that just make him such a memorable player, and it's really hard. I, I think, I think I look at a lot of guys who's like, okay, you know, they come in, they transfer, they bounce. He managed to stay and also I think cement himself. It it never felt like he was a transfer while he was here. It felt like he was a Bearcat from day one, and the way he went out, you know, I, I think is just on top, and hopefully that is uh we we see let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten ten nine nine or ten more games ten more games out of david to julius would be fantastic i don't know if we'll be able to get there uh but maybe you know that's just big wishes of course but seeing more david to julius will be great
1: yeah definitely and um i i do want to say too that like uh, it wasn't just me bringing this up a couple other people in our group chats were bringing this up but uh, he, he just reminds me of Deontay Vaughn a guy uh, same number of course but two guys who were here through some rough times in the Bearcat basketball program but stuck it out stuck through it and were able to you know really show people how much they love this school and this this program by sticking it out through those tough times and that's why they're going to be like fan legends forever and it, obviously it doesn't look great for the Bearcats chances to make the NCAA tournament. And much like Deontay Vaughn, he, he he did not also get a chance to play in the NCAA tournament, but I do think it is just, you know, a, a a great, a good comparison because two guys who, you know, maybe didn't have those opportunities in the postseason, but through their play through three years and three or four years and some rough times for this program, they're going to be remembered forever for what they gave and especially, you know, and, there there are definitely other fan favorites we can talk about for days on end that had different accolades or were able to go to the postseason. But I think it's guys like Deontay and then David who, you know, make you really love being a fan of the program again, because if, you know, they stuck through it and gave their their years and didn't leave, they, they just stayed maintained, gave it their all that that's I mean. I sound like an older man saying that, but like, that's just like stuff that like, you know, people love, like people love that stuff, especially now in this era of transfer portal, NIL moving here and there guys who stay through this, through processes like that, even when the ultimate reward wasn't there, it's very admirable. So claps to both of them.
0: I, I, I tend to agree, Steve, and I don't want to necessarily jump the gun. I think David DeJulius, the on-court results over his three years aren't going to ever really stand out. You're not going to think back during this time and say, like, do you remember what that team accomplished or do you remember the the moment here? The, the, The American Athletic doesn't really give you those opportunities, and there unfortunately haven't been necessarily signature wins during this era, but what David DeJulius does have is a very unique style of basketball that does stand out and differentiates itself from what you've seen before from bearcats before you don't we don't have guys who were were incorporating the step back jumper into their game as frequently or as often as david DeJulius. Sometimes sometime to his own detriment at times like this guy has fallen in love with that step back jumper but it's a unique style it's an, a unique um essence in which he plays the game with and i think that that's something that's sort of going to stand out forever in, in fans memories um and his handle is one of the best from a point guard perspective that we've had. You know, I remember last season putting together a list of of best handles amongst Bearcat point guards and he's right up there. You know, this is a guy who's probably got the top three handles over the last 30 years or so of Bearcat basketball. And, and it's, it's, it's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, this is a guy who's, who's left his mark on the game, you know, not perfect. Uh, certainly left something to be desired at times, but I feel like his senior year here, his last season with the Bearcats really put it together found that balance between score go-to bucket getter, but also facilitator and finding ways to get his teammates involved, find them easy shots. And, and that certainly, that meant something to me as a fan. Now, Hummer, I do ask you this. Steve was, was echoing the fact that as a three-year contributor and guys who stick with the program and play their, their four years here if possible or three years here, if possible, that is becoming less and less common in college sports. And I alluded to it earlier and for the guys who don't always record with me, you're going to learn because we don't always go with the formal outline. I am going to throw things in there. There's going to be things I didn't tell you we're going to do, but there is, there is the fact here that Mike Adams woods and Jeremiah Davenport in particular are four year guys for the Bearcats, you know, without the COVID season, the COVID bonus season, these are guys who would have come stayed for four years, played four years of hoops, had their ups and downs, but, but stuck through it all and really, created that relationship with the fan base and they weren't given the opportunity to be honored during senior night and whether they come back or not is up in the air. I don't think it's a guarantee. So I ask you, Hummer, is that a miss? Like, is that a missed opportunity by Wes Miller where these are players who, whether or not they come back should have been honored on senior night?
3: Isn't the senior night honors though, really up to the player if they decide they want to be honored, right? Like, I feel like that's their decision when they're saying, do you want to be honored? And I think the intention here is that these two players want to return to become Bearcats and play the extra year, whether, whatever the fans may think about that. I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, these are guys that are more than likely not, they're not getting drafted in the NBA, right? That's not going to happen. And so their only option is playing college basketball. Um, There is one thing though, that I'm going to give Deontay Vaughn some major props where he does have some accomplishments on those teams. His his UC basketball teams out of the four years he was here beat Xavier twice. These guys haven't beat Xavier at all. Ooh. No tournaments, no beating Xavier, zero accomplishments.
0: <laughs> there's Damn. the heartwarming, there's the heartwarming uh, bow on that David well, story. I, I, I heard I heard 10 David the Julius
3: hater. <laughs> I'm hearing 10 games. You know what? I'll I'll take four, right? I'll take four more games of David the Julius. That gets us a dub in the NCAA, in our tournament, because I'm not counting in NIT. Those are preseason games for next year, right? Postseason, preseason games. I'm taking f- at least four more. Get us to the first round of the NCAA tournament. Win this thing out, right? We go through Temple. We played Houston close. We can do it. Get us an accomplishment for these guys to hang their hats on before, before the end. But I will say this about David and Julius. He deserves a Wikipedia page. He deserves his own Wikipedia page. And I think that's how we can honor him as a way. Let's create the Wikipedia page. We'll put his Cincinnati stats up there. His accomplishments, a little bio, you know, that's how we can honor David DeJulius because, you know, look, he, he he was great here. Like you guys all mentioned all the same points. He he was here. He stuck it out through the hardship. You know, he had a coach who was essentially forcing kids to dehydrate themselves and nearly die on a basketball court. Um, he stuck through a local podcast, uh, getting him, getting said coach fired. He, um, you know, and he's here. He's right. Two coaching changes. He, had, he went through how many coaches through his career in NCAA. Let's get the guy Wikipedia page. All right. Let's honor him properly. Oh,
0: you know, I, I think it, it is <laughs> worth mentioning that, that David DeJulius had every reason in the world to throw John Brandon under the bus and didn't. You know, he took, he took a period, a hiatus from basketball, which he Mm -hmm. clearly loves. He adores playing basketball. He adores putting on the Cincinnati Bearcats Jersey, literally had to step away from the game during that COVID season. And despite all of the the tumultuous uh, practices and I guess, life-threatening practices that were happening behind closed doors, he, he stuck with the team, but he also didn't throw the shots that he could have thrown. And that that does speak to the the character of David DeJulius. Like he didn't feel the need to pile on. He wasn't going to be the guy to kind of end Brandon's coaching career as it was. Um, David DeJulius was sort of the the guy people pointed to who were defending John Brandon uh, as as the reason that he should be able to stay. So. Uh, great callback sorry. from Hummer. <laughs> Hummer. Hummer has Hummer has destroyed Justin with that monologue.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, I just I just think it's it's really shitty. Well, like, the idea of a coach, it's it's crazy in hindsight to think of like all the stuff that came out about Brandon, and it's like it's like he's running like a a, a military operation. And like, he's trying to condition these guys. But like the shit that happened and came out of that, like, is so messy. But it's 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 laughable how awful that was. And it's also crazy. Like you said, too, like David is such a humble guy. And to be able to like just. Straight through it and and, and, and keep a clean slate, like, I mean, I, I give him props because. There's, I, I'm surprised, I'm amazed with the amount of people that did not drag him. I, I think all the players that left did, and I think all the players that didn't did not, um, which I think says a lot about the
1: Cincinnati program as well. But, um, you well, know, when we get David on in like ten years, then he can talk about all the stories. You yeah. know? Like <laughs> he, like, he comes back for his ten-year reunion with his guys. He's like, now there was some shit back in the day. Let me yeah. tell you. then we let him go for forty-five minutes. That that's that's content right there. I would not, just <laughs> not, that,
3: not that we don't have players like that, you know their are class, but like if you're if you're using that like if you had one word to describe David the Julius, the word is class. Yeah, like the man is like what you would want your young men to grow up to be, right? That 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 he is a role model for the community, and that's what you that's what you do. You stick up. You don't talk bad about your previous bosses. At the end of the day, David the Julius has a, a a a life in front of him. He has a career in front of it. And it probably does involve basketball, maybe overseas, you know, maybe playing in some of the developmental leagues and maybe, you know, who knows where it is, but there's probably basketball still in his career. So it's not the right thing to do and and go and talk. So he did the right thing by, by sticking up for, for the coach and doing that. And, but you're right. It's a hundred percent. I remember when we were, we were recording this one podcast and we, we had a certain someone on and we were, we were talking about, rumors of, and, and six guys you know wanting to leave the program and it's like that was just the tip of the iceberg before all of a sudden you know like you said more and more stuff came out about the situation and david and Julius just handled it all with class The
0: there, lesson there's, not, there's
3: nothing more i can say about that
0: the lesson is always kids don't talk shit about your former bosses let niche fan podcasts do it for you <laughs>
2: So so what you're saying is we all have to find something specifically pertaining to our career and then slip them a DM about our story. And that's how <laughs> we'll know. We got to leak leak the story. Yes. Since and none now, of us are going pro Hoopers. This clearly. is
3: called politics. <laughs> 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 We're sliding Justin William all kinds of tips all day and he never publishes them. That's his problem.
1: I mean, what yeah. the hell? Like, come on, Justin.
0: Our numbers have been blocked by Justin. There's L- the, little, little <laughs> in my mind. We've been blocked. That's why he hasn't been on the podcast in eighteen months.
2: Little did you guys know that actually, no one's counting the uh, the the Catskeller Social Club Discord. That's Justin Williams' source for all of his information.
0: Very <laughs> true. Very true. So, anyway, I feel like we've we've properly honored David de Julius. Who's going down now into the into the pantheon of Bearcats? Who, as Hummer put it, don't have many accomplishments of note, but did leave a mark on our hearts and and our guys that we will cherish their time with the Bearcats. Look, I love anyone who loves playing for the Cincinnati Bearcats as much as David DeJulius loves playing for the Cincinnati Bearcats, and that is worth honoring. And I'm I'm truly happy that he got his moment on Senior Night against SMU. That was a really really cool moment. Brandon, I think you said it was one of the more memorable senior night, you know, the kissing of the midcourt. That was that was truly beautiful, something to behold. And I can't wait to watch future moments like that, not on ESPN Plus with horrible AAC quality broadcasting. That is something I also look forward to. Fellas, is it time? Is it draft time? Is I it dumbest so. moment draft time? I think it is. Should I add I in like so. a,
2: mu- a little, like the draft music. Absolutely. Just well, going to clip it yeah. in here.
0: Oh, I thought you had like a soundboard and you're about to start like DJing <laughs> it up. There we go.
3: So let, let me get to, are we, so we're definitely saying like, these are, the draft is, this is the dumbest moment, like worst moments or your favorite moments. Like, is it, cause sometimes some of the dumb moments happen to be some of my
0: favorite. I think your
2: favorite dumbest moments would probably be
0: the best way. (laughs) Your favorite dumbest moments, and you're putting together a squad here. You are putting together a five-man dumbest moments roster that's going to be competing against Steve, Brandon, myself, Justin. We want Hummer's five favorite dumbest moments, and it's going to keep being phrased in different ways. It's never going to make sense. But in order to get into the draft, we need to start by with Steve Hitting the random name generator and figuring out what the draft order is going to be here. We're going to go snake draft, obviously, as any logical human would do. Oh, we should have done auction. (laughs) 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 With real money, a fundraising, a fundraising (laughs) event for see there we go. Yeah. $20. I want the first pick, and it's all going to the NIL collection.
1: $25. All right, All Steve, right.
0: the drum, the drums are rolling. Please, what is our draft order for the dumbest moments in Alrighty. the history of the AAC? Well,
1: I will show you so it's not uh, slant. Well, I'm on. You are alert, not going to be showing um,
0: me. You're blurred. We're going to trust you. Yeah. You're a man of integrity. Okay. Anyway,
1: so with our first pick tonight, the order will go with Brandon. Ooh, Hummer, okay, Justin, uh, myself, and then Coomer, you will do the wraparounds. So five picks each. Nice. And uh, I will be tabulating these down, put out a graphic, a blog, and um, maybe we can cut up some video or something. It sounds good to me. I'm excited for this, boys. Uh, Brandon, you have the first pick. Go right ahead.
2: And with the first pick of the Bearcats' dumbest moments from the AAC
4: draft, Brandon selects. With the first overall pick in this draft, I think it's a no brainer, gentlemen. John Brannon not starting Tari Eason.
0: What Ooh. the hell? <laughs> I, a like strong,
1: that a I like
0: strong A strong leadoff that effort. That was pretty. A I current
3: was, NBA, a current NBA starter not being played. To be fair. One out of two got, years of his, his college like a, career. is more like
0: a six man in the NBA. Let's get our facts straight. Tari Eason is coming off the bench for the Rockets, but that's for an NBA team. Full of other first round draft picks and high potential players. Brandon, who remind me, who was starting in front of Tari Eason during that period of time? Don't know. Who
2: the hell? Wasn't, knows? It, I wasn't it? Wasn't it know. Rap? Uh, I, think,
0: I think, I think <laughs> I, we do I know. Who, season, I couldn't tell you. Um, I think we do know who it was. And I think it, I think it was one of Hummer's favorite players.
4: Did he happen to sell his car and move to Europe?
1: That <laughs> only narrows it down to two.
0: So, right. I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. <laughs> was it Rob Banks starting over Tari Eason for a couple games? Oh, there? no. Oh, my God.
3: What that? did in? happen.
0: That happened a couple
3: games. He benched Tari Eason in some, like, you know, I need to burn your stat sheet type of ritual. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and yeah, he started Rob Banks <laughs> over him a couple games. Yeah. Hold, hold, on, hold up, on. Hold on. Hold on. Like I've brilliant. just come to
2: the realization that we had a Bearcat. His name was actually rob banks like robbing banks i've never put two and two together but damn that's damn. a, a damn i never made
1: that joke what the hell <laughs> God, man, that, that's, that's a missed opportunity sorry i'm I sorry call, the...
3: we call we call these guys uh, victory cigars <laughs> <laughs> you know you only hope to see them when you're up by 20 um, but yep. we saw them more when we were down by 40 uh more more often than we saw no them when we, we, were up we by didn't
0: 20. we didn't see him up by anything we saw them starting in front of a future first round lottery pick <laughs> that's when we saw our victory cigars brandon that is a fantastic first pick sir who's who's going to be tracking these picks
2: i'm i've got it i'm i'm ca- oh, uh, these it. Off. justin you are okay yeah all right i'm taking them all off right. the board okay and i'll put the, um, I'll the highlighting the,
4: them the, in who, red who,
1: yeah yeah so but i put who who and where so um next up we got hummer Hit us with your first round pick, baby. God,
3: this is so hard, guys. Why are you doing this to me? But <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my first round pick is is definitely it has to be the Yukon shot in three OTs in the conference tournament. And I I picked this one because I don't remember how much time's left in this game. I think it's like literally 0.1 seconds. And not only does he they inbound the ball. He takes a dribble and then shoots. And yet we had a game not too long ago with 0.4 seconds left. In, and we literally hear the ESPN uh, peanut gallery say, say to us, knowledgeable Bearcat fans, that it is impossible to catch and, and turn and shoot. Not even dribble. He didn't even mention dribble. Just catch, turn, and shoot impossible with 0.4 seconds. Uh, and then I also proceeded to see us throw a very stupid inbound pass when we needed, I think three points, um, that was caught at the free throw line. So, um, just all together reminds me of a string of stupidity that we have witnessed in this conference and reminding me of just once again, how terrible the officiating has been in the American athletic conference.
0: That's a painful, dumb moment too. Like that's that's one of those moments that isn't just dumb. It's excruciating. It's painful. It's it's triggering. It's it's therapy inducing. All of the above. That was a, a a tough one. That's a tough one to swallow.
1: That one was uh just just pain. And then UConn fans used that as their their bragging point for about four years after that, while they were still complaining that the American wasn't good enough,
0: which it wasn't.
1: But uh, I I hate UConn fans. I'm so glad they're gone. I don't have to ever deal with them again. So you know, no have you guys
3: ever been to Have you guys ever been to stores, Connecticut, or or Hartford for that matter? It's a shithole. Uh, both both <laughs> places are shitholes. <laughs> they have they have two arenas that they play in. One is I believe is called the XL Center in Hartford, uh, but it's in Hartford, so it doesn't matter. It's that's that's definitely a shithole town. Like I literally would go there for work, and they would say, "Do not stay in Hartford." Like, stay outside of Hartford, <laughs> or you're probably going to get robbed. Your car will get broken into. Something bad will happen to you if you left, stay in the left. town. Of you're
0: Hartford. starting to sound like a Wisconsin offensive no, line. No, it's be fine. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's fine. But I've also been to a game they on in Stores, Connecticut. In Stores, Connecticut, it's it's like a dry campus, except for one bar on campus, kind of like uh, our namesake here, the Catskeller. Uh, but the, the Gamble Pavilion is like, falling apart the the literally the dome on it has like shreds of like sheets that were like just hanging down because they just haven't renovated or fixed it (laughs) and like it only held like a few thousand people and it wasn't that loud that's why they have to move the games to hartford to get more people and to make it louder but like stores is also in the middle of nowhere so (laughs) you're cold you're in the middle of nowhere and there's only one bar on campus to get booze why the hell are you going to connecticut to play basketball there are a um, bunch um, of hummer. other schools closer this, to it's gonna America. be a long draft
4: if this keeps going Dude.
3: i'm sorry i hate uconn i hate them i hate them with the passion and god fuck that school
0: that's about the best hummer rant we've had since the temple message board night thank you hummer <laughs> moving on to our third pick of the dumbest moments in American athletic history. Justin? Oh, this is such a hard I list to choose Burgundy. from. <laughs> um,
2: all right. This one might be a stretch. It is on the list and it might be a stretch to take it as the first one, but I believe there are a lot of implications that come out of it. There's an old saying uh, for those of you who are familiar with the great state of Michigan? and the upper peninsula and Wisconsin. If there's one thing that Wisconsin ever told me that told me everything about them, it was the fact that they let Michigan get the upper peninsula. The American is no different. The fact that you let go of the big East name and chose to become the American completely wipe any amount of identity or historical S- statistical, any, anything. And just we're a brand new conference rebrand and give the biggies to a basketball conference that then completely dilutes any amount of legitimacy that you have as a conference to say, hmm, we, we did, we did a couple things. We're pretty, we're pretty good to just wipe the slate clean and then screw over all these teams and let all your other teams pilfer out. I don't know, man. I think that was one of the biggest screw over moments in oversight moments that I, I i don't know that's that's like taking the it's it's not the same as taking the sec or the big 10 and rebranding it but it's the same thing why would why would you rebrand a conference that has any amount of history and totally wipe the slate clean and and and, and let let a bunch of catholic basketball boys take it from you it, <laughs> it's it's sad it's really sad and i i think that honestly is a very small amount of just disqualifying factors that led to the American, never getting any amount of credit. Uh, thank you. Power six.
0: Perfect pick, no notes, steal of the draft so far. And frankly, (laughs) a tone setter for what would become of the American athletic conference. I think that's, I think you nailed it. I think there's not much more to say, especially when you put the the Catholic school boys cherry on top. Well done, Justin. Nice pick. (laughs) Steve, what you got with our fourth pick?
1: So uh, I have a strategy for this draft. And uh, it's just because I was in school during some of the, our time in American and as well as working for the football team during some of our time. So these are a little bit more personal to me. So I really wanted some value, though, with this first pick. You got to really bring in your all. And this actually happened against one of our future conference members, uh, Brigham Young University. The Bearcats hosted them for a November game in 2016, and they lost 20 to three. It was not a good game. It was pretty bad. I, I had to watch the whole thing because I was filming the whole thing for the coaches and it was just ugly. Like we could not get any offense going on that day. Taysom Hill kind of did Taysom Hill things to us. Uh, not as badly as some other teams, but it was still just gross. And Tommy Tuberville, uh, you know, walking off into the game day locker room to answer some questions. Uh, he just, Decided to say, you know, uh, I'm going to talk to some fans here, engage some fan reaction. And then a fan decided, you know, Tommy, this is still my favorite audio from the Tuberville. Tommy, you're stealing money from the universe. Tommy, hey, go to hell, get a job and uh, let it be known that that guy was a lawyer uh, and he had a well-paying job and he was paying money for his seats to be able to yell at Tommy Tuberville. So I- I'm going to go with go to
3: hell, get a job. That might be one of my favorite moments of all time. Like legitimately, that is a fantastic pick. Like I was hoping that would be a steal of the second round.
2: Let's just not forget (laughs) that that guy turned into a goddamn senator. (laughs) That guy of all people. That just
0: shows you the power of
2: football in the South. That's all I have to say.
0: There's no yep. question that that's the defining moment of the Tuberville era, correct? Like that oh, is the, oh, yeah. the moment yeah. of that era and there's no second, there's no close second. Yeah.
3: That is yep. the moment that you knew it was over. Like that is the moment, that is the I hate to say it this way, that was the Nevada moment where you just you kind of knew it's over. Like it's this it's not going to get better from here, it's all going downhill. <sighs> You just really killed it, man.
4: You yeah. killed the vibe. Mm.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you killed the vibe.
4: Yeah, I know how know, to do you know that. It, you just
3: you just throw Nevada in there anywhere, and vibes are killed.
0: <laughs> do you know why it killed the vibe though? It's because we're in a transitional period with our football program, and as as certain as we want to all be that, that Satterfield's the guy, you just don't know. You really don't know, and so I don't. Let's not go down the path. That's another.
3: Have- that's a po- podcast for another day. The meh. the meh That is the hire of Kenny Satterfield.
0: I've got a beautiful. Wrap-
1: <laughs> <laughs> Coomer, please, please go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm
0: excited for my wraparound. Here we go with the wraparound pick. I, I was thinking whether I want to have a theme with my five picks. The, the, challenge, the challenge I have is that there's one, there's one moment, there's one era of, of Cincinnati sports that I think was dumber than the rest. And no matter how many times I think back on it, it's, it's always, it just gets dumber and dumber and dumber and dumber. So with my first pick of the draft fifth pick overall, I think that the, I have to start with John Brandon in an effort to turn around Jaron Cumberland's season, welcome the young man into his office wanted to break bread Get him back on track. Hey, we got off on the wrong foot here. I I benched you for God knows what reason. Listen, you see this piece of paper here? Shakes the piece of paper. He says, This (laughs) you see, coach, coach, what's that? What's that vase in your hands? What are you doing with that vase? Son, this is an urn. We're gonna burn this stat sheet. We're gonna burn this start. We're gonna get off on the right foot. John Brandon sets ablaze jaron Cumberland's <laughs> stats in an effort to get him bought back into the team and back on the right track and to me there is no dumber moment from the john brandon era and that's a really dumb era folks that to me is that's my first pick it's a no-brainer john brandon burning jaron cumberland stat sheet damn all
2: right we, when you're you going through that, round. when you're
3: going through that, and I'm like, please pick Brandon's stash sheet, please pick <laughs> Brandon's stash sheet because I'm like, I know you have you're going to have a theme with this, and that has to be how you kick off the theme here. Please pick Brandon's stash sheet.
0: <laughs> I won't apologize, this era was dumb, and I want to make sure everyone remembers exactly how dumb it was. And so, with my second pick, I get the comeback here, the wraparound. It's a tough choice. There's there's several moments. In fact, I would I would argue that Brandon actually made an effort here to steal a potential moment with his mentioning of, of Tari Eason's benching, but we won't stop there. There's others to choo- choose from. To me, this dumb moment came after John Brandon was fired. It came after the fallout. And no, I'm not referring to a certain lawyer. No, instead, what I'm going to refer to is an online community that was harassed heckled and tormented by a coach's wife. Lisa Brandon and her burners is my second pick. How stupid. John Brandon's wife lives in infamy oh God. based on creating burner after burner after burner to either uh, heckle John Cunningham and his decision to oust uh, this ridiculous coach um, or What what else was she doing with? I mean, these burners were incredible. They probably still live to this day, but this was a this was a tragic moment in UC history, one that now we can laugh about, thankfully. But to me, the Lisa Brandon burners are also are two A or one A, one B when it comes to stupid moments during the John Brandon era. And so that's my
1: second pick. Just just an incredible pick. And then just I think everybody kind of knew like immediately who it was. Like, I mean, I forget who initially sought it out. But whoever it was, I salute you. That a great moment in UC Twitter history. Great, right. that's a moment where it's not
0: as sad. It's not as, it doesn't, it doesn't bring me down as much because the firing had already happened. We had moved on, right? I can, I can simply laugh about how stupid this really is, but it was real and those burners existed. Do I have to throw an allegedly in there? I'm not really making any, any sweeping accusations, but to me, uh, Twitter sleuths had proved that, that burners were existing
1: allegedly <laughs> what just man uh, th- there's another. that's just another great one there's gonna be a lot of ones from the brandon era that we're gonna have to go through and it was only two two years two short years but two great years um you know but before Bron- john brandon there was another coach here at the university of cincinnati so for my second round pick i you can't really pick the we're at a school that invented Benadryl because that was before the AAC that was Big East days still you know um but I do want to bring up that um Mick Cronin uh, uh JP mccura who is a well-known name in UC fandom and um you know Miles Fox Morrissey as some of you may know him um it just so many great posts and memes over the years but for whatever reason, he just liked to talk shit. And he, apparently he was pretty good at it because he caused our coach to be filmed by Xavier fans like being much shorter than him too in his all-black suit, dressed to the nines, just chasing after him, pointing his, you know, you, you don't say that to me. And just he had a whole tirade after the game. And I, I, I think about this moment, guys. And I really do think that this was the start of people being like, you know, enough with this dude. Like, I'm not really like, did did any UC fan really defend him after that? Other than just saying like, you know, oh, J.B. Mercurius sucks. He's a like, I, I I don't really think anybody came to his defense after that. And I think like after that, and obviously Hummer brought it up so we can now all say it. That was the Nevada year two. So, you know, that leads into that. But just just the stupidity to be have yourself filmed like yelling at a kid when you know you're supposed to be the leader or whatever and I don't know I just that he had many dumb moments and I didn't list them but there's a bunch uh, that could be brought up but I just I think that was so dumb and like it that's why Xavier fans loved him and they still love him and they're never Mm -hmm. gonna let go of him and I just it was so dumb I So uh, with my second pick, maybe I'm reaching with that one, but Mick Cronin yelling at JP mccura. I do hate JP Makura, though. You know that's the only defensive Mick
0: is that. Gosh, you know that is one hateable dude. And if anyone deserved to be shouted down
1: by by a fighting Mick Cronin, it it was JP Makura. Yeah, I probably have been corrupted by some Xavier fans. I've, I've gotten too friendly with the enemy. I got to start, you know, getting <laughs> getting back to my defenses, but. Yeah, I careful. just remember that moment. And like people were yelling at me at Dana Gardens after the game because I was the only guy in there wearing a UC shirt. And I was already already obviously down after the game. Some nice young lady who went to Xavier told me that our, our team fucking sucked because we didn't cover the spread. So that was <laughs> uh, that was good, too. But um, just I don't know. That she whole, that was whole a- moment was just so dumb.
0: She was a degenerate before being a degenerate was cool in 2023. But I will say, I'm, I feel like a concerned dad right now where you're starting to hang out with the wrong crowd. And I'm like, son, you need to think about who you're, who you're spending your time with. <laughs> Find some good influences. Stop hanging out with talking to Xavier fans. Come on, Steve.
1: <laughs> Completely fair. Completely fair. I need to be reined back in. And that's why I'm here with you all. So, Justin, please take me out of this. Take, take us to your next pick.
2: All right, boys, I'm going to blindside you with this one because uh, this one's not on the list. And I think everybody forgot about it, but this is one thing that I will never forget for the rest of my life. Let me let me get an exact date here. I just want to make sure I have an exact date. Hold on one second.
0: Oh, the suspense.
2: Okay, yeah, uh, December 21st, 2021. The Bearcats, they're going to the college football playoff. Things are looking great. Just makes sense. Hell of a year. 13-0. and It's got to happen. What does one brand that decided to shed the fat of the Cincinnati brand name do to commemorate their shedding of the fat of their newly renowned team that is now going to the college football playoff, but host a drone show? in Nippert stadium to commemorate everything under armor in Cincinnati and all their history after they already cut ties. And (laughs) it is beyond me because I still don't understand how they had to cut so much budget that they could not keep the Cincinnati name and had to end the contract early, but could pay for a drone show. In Nippert Stadium. I still think it is one of the stupidest boot licking moves I have ever seen in my life. And there's a reason why Under Armour will not have a chance at Cincinnati. Uh, sorry, boys, you missed out.
1: Hit the road, Jack. Don't you come back. No mo. No mo. Justin, I admire your hate for this single thing because, like, I, <laughs> this I, I think this hate. is a. Yeah, it's it's very nichey. I don't know if it would have been brought up. I completely forgot about it. So I, you know, I it,
3: personally think it was a genius business move by by Under Armour. <laughs> and, and that's I'm, exactly gonna,
1: why it's stupid. I'm that's exactly. Ta- I'm,
3: why it's yeah, stupid. I'm taking I'm taking the other side of the argument here. It is a great 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 time. Look, they, they didn't have to pay extra money to us. They get the extra exposure and they get this, you know, what they spent to spend a couple hundred dollars on on some shitty drones. I mean, it's probably more, you know, $2,000 on some shitty drones. Congratulations. They they somehow made the front page of the Cincinnati Enquirer, but no one paid for the subscription to see the actual story.
1: RIP (laughs) Enquirer. Pay us $1. $1 for three months and then, sorry, too much, too much.
0: Back to Hummer. All right. I'm a second guys, round pick.
3: I'm gonna make fun of myself here. I'm gonna go any basketball game at Temple. Uh, been to quite a few there. <laughs> got a picture with, a, so with my un-brand. idol there.
0: This is so on
3: brand. So on Brandon. Got that picture with Brandon at the <laughs> at the temple game. <laughs> somehow, somehow got myself courtside seats. For like eight dollars. How'd swear to you God. do that?
0: How could you ever get courtside seats at Temple?
3: Eight dollars. Eight dollars for courtside seats at Temple. Uh, sat behind. Sat behind the Terry Nelson. The Terry Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> and after the game, just like waited around and was hanging out with all the players' families, mosey my way on down to the court. Got to meet John Brandon. Got a picture taken with him. But not only that, I've been to other, that same game. The fans behind me were like, like they're all like, oh, yeah, like we're going to beat Cincinnati, and I'm betting them beers. And I'm like, do you guys realize, like, you guys are playing against the reigning conference player of the year? And they're, they had no idea. Temple fans had no idea Jaron Cumberland was was on the court. And I was like, you guys are so dumb. Like, it was the easiest beer I've ever won. So not only did I meet John Brand, I was trashed when I met him. And
2: <laughs> That's and the I only was, way to meet John Brandon.
3: <laughs> yeah, and I remember just I talked to him about gate uh, the the the, Mad- the Madsen twins, um, you know, and he was I mean he was nice. If you not talked a weird... to him
0: about the Madsen twins.
3: Yeah. Wow. Choice. We had, we had just done our, uh, our our profiles on them with I forget who we interviewed on that one, but um, but yeah, no, dumb. any Temple game, dumb dumb things happen. Temple fans are. Uh, they have boards so i don't know if we can wrap the boards into this conversation but they're they're fascinating go watch the temple boards especially when they play uc football scroll back there's like this this is very like they start off super like we're gonna win this is what we have to do this is gonna happen to like immediately as soon as the first kickoff happens it flips to like shit oh my god <laughs> this is this is the worst day of my life maybe maybe if we get more people to watch tv we can we can we can flip the energy maybe maybe maybe
0: a solid maybe. Pick, sir. i would expect nothing less and this is this podcast clip is no doubt being going to be played in the temple locker room heading into our matchup
1: on friday <laughs>
0: bulletin board God. audio bulletin material
1: Hummer, I'm right there with you, baby. I hate them. I hate them with a fire of a thousand suns.
0: All the
2: tweets that I put out about how we never have to play Temple again immediately eviscerated.
3: (laughs) Hey, as long as the mayor doesn't say anything about it, I think we're good.
2: (laughs) Aftab, pure evil.
0: (laughs) Back to the beginning. Four more games. Four more games. The long wait right. is over, sir. You are back with your second pick and final pick of the second round.
4: Yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay on uh, a basketball theme here. I think uh, my first three picks will all be in the realm of basketball, my final two, and football, if I can play this out the way I want it to. Uh, if you remember back at the beginning, the very beginning, if you will, <clears throat> of this conference, the year before that, we had a little scuffle with the uh, the musketeers of Xavier, um, they, who who exactly?
3: Egg Xavier.
4: Yes, they. Uh, state. Court. Um, you might remember Nancy Gates. Uh, you might remember a uh, a bleeding. Uh, what was it? Ken- Kenny Freeze. Uh, you might remember that. For the next two years, the dumbest thing imaginable was that. We no, and I don't mean us five, someone somewhere had the bright idea of renaming the shootout the Crosstown Classic so it seemed <laughs> quote unquote less violent. What <laughs> is this? Okay, that, that to me, thank God that did not stick. People, you know, revolted uh, and was going to bring the violence. So the, the shootout is back um, for those two brief years. Just embarrassing. That, that's a great callback.
3: Get that. That, get that was, was stupid. Woke, get that wokeness out of here.
0: <laughs> that captures the essence of this draft, though. That's a that's a wonderful pick by Brandon. To me, pick. that that captures the, the pure essence of how of doing something incredibly stupid and dumb, and we should we should honor that. that
1: I love it.
4: it. Uh, just the whole thing, the whole thing. I, th- I think that's a good way to cap the second round there, and I, I'm. Uh, uh, ready for the third? I, I've got this highlighted as well. I don't, I don't think this was on the list. But to sort of just uh, to go off of what Hummer was saying about how dumb it was to play at Temple, I actually think it was much dumber to play in in another place in the conference, especially what seemed like every year. This out in the middle of nowhere, Podunk town that Hummer is describing in stores. We took the conference championship tournament there, I don't know how many years in a row, for some reason. We saw our man Gary Clark get his tooth knocked out of his head, right? Uh, All's in any way, shape, or form that UConn need of them, they got them, including working the, the shot clock or, or the game clock. Uh, but Gary Clark getting his, his tooth knocked out of his face is, is going to be my leadoff pick for round three. I'm I'm going to go with uh the calls for Yukon
2: definitely being for the fact that they got free stays at the Hilton for all the refs.
3: <laughs> that is for sure why they got the calls.
1: Yeah, uh, isn't I, I that...
3: booked my Peace Bus Stores.
1: Well, it, I did want to ask you though about Hartford. Isn't that like the Excel Center in like the convention center? So like there was like some I, I don't know. It's like it's just an abandoned building and you'd never know that there was like an actual basketball arena inside of there or something like that. You wouldn't know
3: that anything is in downtown Hartford. Like this isn't just like, you know, people all into crime in New York's bad Hartford. No, no. Hartford is a shithole, right? Most of the north inner northeast is a shithole. <laughs> We're back like, Hartford. Yeah, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> throw Springfield in here. I'm gonna get Springfield in there because you get a lot of UConn fans going up from Springfield, where where the uh, the basketball, the NBA basketball Hall of Fame is located. Shithole. There's one good restaurant there called Max's. Shout out to Max's Steakhouse right next to the right next to the NBA Hall of Fame. But no, the whole area up
0: there it's just like it's been abandoned. Who's responsible Thanks. for this? I look away for one minute to do some research on my next picks, and someone got <laughs> Humberback back on Hartford. Who did that it? That was
1: me. That was me. Hey, did
3: it? I'm sorry. I no, no, no. I pieces out. It's done. It's done. We're moving on. Moving on from
0: Hartford. Justin, please. Very nice one-two, Brandon. Very nice one-two. Or two, three.
3: Um well, wait, we we snaked back around, right? Uh
0: we did. Yeah, it goes back yeah, yeah. to Goes back, back to is it, it Justin? It goes back to yeah. Hummer. Yeah, yeah look don't, at
3: don't, this. Don't be no, scared, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The deal, no, I Whoa! whoa. whoa. Sorry about, whoa. Oh. Box. Justin, the
0: ready to do it, too. <laughs> Thief,
3: uh, you know, mine's not on this list, but I think one of the most stupid things that the University of Cincinnati has done since we've been in the American Athletic Conference was the day that Under Armour decided to cut ties with us, that we let them hang around with a quote-unquote equipment deal when we have someone who literally works for Jordan Brand. What the hell are we still doing flirting with Under Armour when literally we have someone who's been working at Jordan Brand who was a former University of Cincinnati basketball player this is the dumbest thing that we've been saying over and over and over again when i hear kevin sampson uh with his stupid little i'm gonna be funny quote yeah walk in the recruits house and they say hey nice jordan 12s coach and he's like i don't even know what those are get the fuck out of here you totally know what those are you know what you're doing you know exactly how those bring the kids eyes light up and on top of that houston your colors are red and white all right chicago bulls colors the only thing that makes it better if it's bear catch because throw some black in there baby and we are the original colors of jordan all right and now look at this. If people say it's not a big deal, Ravon throws up a little Instagram post. What's he have on it? A little Jordan brand on, on the thing. But in the back of it, he has a nice little shoe. A nice Jordan 1 colorway that is fire. That people are getting robbed for these shoes in the streets of New York. You can't wear them out. Yet we decide we're just going to stick around with Under Armour
1: for some free gear. Dumb. Oh, God. Even uh, the players, elite even pitch. the players revolted this year and decided to wear non. Well, I mean, there's another moment that could be picked. It's it's a recent one, but you know that that even the players this year decided enough was enough with under armour.
3: I almost went with that moment. Like, I almost went like. with that moment, but uh, I found a way to. I feel like to elevate that moment.
1: <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: He pulled out the 1997 vintage. <laughs> Now we move on to Justin third pick. See, this is tough. I'm trying to,
2: I, I, there's so many good things here on the board, but I have so many other things that are off the board too. And I don't know if all of them fit in an exact order, but, um, I'm going to say something to the effect of. No, I'm going on the board. Uh, 2017 Miami, um, they thought they were the Philadelphia Eagles. They thought they were going to win the damn Super Bowl. They thought they were going to beat Cincinnati for the first time in, uh, what would that have been at that point? What, like 13 years? Some, 13, 12 years? And grease the polls only to have the entire game crumble in front of them, in front of the end zone, with like a minute left. And... <laughs> This game that will always torture them and haunt them because it's just about the closest that they've ever got uh, slips away in the end. And yeah, I don't know. I The fact that they greased the polls for Miami of all places, it's not it's not like this is some big school. It's not like this is like Tennessee beating Alabama, where they carried the polls halfway across the city and dumped them into the river. This is Miami, Ohio folks.
0: (laughs) There there ain't
2: shit to do there.
0: It's like a double entendre of dumb because (laughs) it was dumb to do it thinking you were actually going to win the game. But even if you were going to win the game, fuck the goalpost. What are you doing? (laughs) What were you doing Miami?
1: (laughs) Man, this is one of my personal favorites. And I'm glad I got picked because just from being there, like, okay, y'all, they, they brought all of their recruits for that weekend. They hyped them all up saying, we're going to win. We got them this year. They made T-shirts that are publicly available. Uh, well, not publicly, but some we, – we got our hands on some after the game because they were just sitting in boxes waiting to be passed out to all the Miami fans of, you know, we won the bell uh, with the date on it and everything so they could never use them again. They put all of their eggs in one basket. And it crumbled just so mightily. It was just, oh my God. I, like, like I just said, so perfect.
2: We are their Super Bowl. We are their we Super Bowl. Again.
3: That caveat in there is so great. He's with the date, so it can't be used again. I'm picturing, this is terrible. I'm picturing some third world country, some <laughs> kid wearing a shirt that says, We won the bell. Insert date twenty seventeen.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! Honestly, that that might be the the best pick of the draft when you consider positioning here. Third round, a lot of comedy in that pick. That's a great great callback, Justin.
2: I will I will pay someone all of their all of their travels fully <laughs> fully stocked travel to go to like some Indonesian market and just drop
3: one of those shirts in and take a picture
2: i would pay the top dollar just to see that
3: we're putting you up in the hilton <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right who's who's up next I think uh, we move I on believe, to steve yep yep uh, i'm gonna keep it simple and move on because um i i keep forgetting who had the tweet but uh the only tweet that made me laugh on the day that luke fickle left was whoever the guy was that said now we can all stop acting like team was a cool moniker so i'm just just for i'm just gonna put team on the graphic and then but that team is gonna be my pick not cool not no no i think no the
0: abbreviation. I think out the abbreviation doesn't look terrible. Personally, I'm like, I don't, it's pretty harmless, but once you like dive into the meaning behind it, it took me like three years to actually learn what it meant. I was so disinterested. It's a cool <laughs> team. Uh, I get it.
4: It sounds it, like something Scott Satterfield will come up with. <laughs> oh. Or the, how much <laughs> swag he doesn't have. It sounds like something that he he would have
3: brought into university. Scott Satterfield, you mean Kenny Satterfield? Kenny,
4: <laughs>
2: guys,
3: we have a long, hopefully,
2: hopefully for good reasons only, long, long future. <laughs> so pace yourselves on the Satterfields,
1: <laughs> Kenny baby.
0: I think Let's that, go. that ship is sailed, Justin. There's no pacing <laughs> happening. This is uh, we're, we're going in.
1: You, just. Just the team thing was so stupid, and the fact that he had it printed, like, on the back of, like, his, like, vests and stuff, and, like, in the building, too, like, uh, he had all the same stuff from Ohio State, like, the four to six, A to B, like, the four rules that Urban Meyer had. He just copied and pasted all of that stuff from Ohio State down 71 here, and... I don't know how he got away with it, but he did. So.
0: Do you think he's, it's, in, it's hanging in the Wisconsin locker rooms now? Like, do you think oh, he's yeah. just basically copied and oh, pasted yeah. into a Wisconsin template?
1: The only, yeah. the only
3: difference is, like, he went through his resume, and he's, like, crossed out, like, blacked out the word Cincinnati everywhere because apparently he hated his time here so much. You know, like, that's, that's the only difference is, like, he took it, and he's actually like, oh, yeah, Ohio State, Wisconsin. You know, he took, he drew, he took out the lines that, that, that went to Cincinnati first he's just uh, I'm out I'm over here. I
0: think honestly. it's a great pick Steve because correct me if I'm wrong but to me putting team on the back of your vest is something that you would never see a power 5 team or a power 5 coach do. Like that is very much encapsulates a G5 experience and now that you mention it honestly we should have been embarrassed the entire time. And maybe maybe we were and deep down we were just suppressing it because the results on the field were solid but that is very much like little dick energy the the team i I also i also just love how he would
1: yeah he would just try to tweet it out as a hashtag but it'd be hashtag team and then uh t and then it would be dot you know and then just be regular text for the rest so um that and then um just the other thing about copying ohio state stuff now we can talk about it because he's gone they, that first year, like that Miami game, they tried to make them the team up Northwest and that was stupid. That was gone. Oh. Like within like two seconds. Oh. Um, I still remember a video of Brady Collins trying to do like the, you know, Ohio state does their stupid, like ritual where they like, like call the blood of the elders and like uh, <laughs> somehow win, win games. Like, you know, like they do that, that stupid, like the, oh, oh, and like the the, you know, so they tried to do that for the spring game, but they realized, Oh, yeah, no students are here. We can't do it. So, and like, that was a point where there were no students showing up like an hour before the game, like the called up at Ohio State does. So like they, that this that, just things I love from the early fickle area, that era that went away like immediately that, uh, I don't know. It's just very funny to me. A great call. A great call. Honestly, your eyes
0: become open once you have separation and you have some time away from, from a loved one. And and you realize that, you know, there were things about that person. I, I loved a lot of things. I didn't love everything. And that was one of the things I don't look back fondly on. Great pick. All right. Is it time for my, my third and fourth picks here? And I promised a theme. And I thought about it. You know, is this the right direction for my roster? If I really want to win this competition, do I stick to my theme? Or do I pivot? Do I adjust? Do I recalibrate midstream? No, we doubled down. I want to take you guys back to a time in 2020 when the Crosstown shootout was at risk. We weren't sure that the game was actually going to be played. And if you think back to 2020, fans were not allowed in the stands at this time. And our coach at the time, head basketball coach, John Brannon, thought it was a great idea to add some spice to the rivalry. In fact, you can look back on The Athletic and the archives and and see on October 14th, Justin Williams wrote an article titled, John Brannan spices up Crosstown shootout (laughs) with game announcement Twitter video. (laughs) This shit talking, and I'm putting that very much in air quotes, this shit talking Twitter video is one of the most embarrassing and dumbest things in the history of Cincinnati Bearcats basketball. For those who don't remember this video, we'll get into the content. It was a knockoff of a video Chris Mack did for the Louisville and Kentucky rivalry, except Chris Mack actually did it with a certain level of charisma and entertainment value and production quality. John Brannon copied his vacation buddies shit talking video as a way to say, hey, Xavier, it's not fair that we're playing a home game and not in front of a crowd. And so this should be a neutral site game. And if you don't do it, that's stupid. And all right, you won't do it. So we're gonna play it here anyway. And, oh, but I'm just letting you know you're stupid. It was the worst <laughs> video. It basically was Brandon saying, yeah, you got me. You dominated me in negotiations. I couldn't get you to fold. Oh, and by the way, Bearcats play Xavier at home, December 6th, 2020 and lose the fucking game. That is one of the most embarrassing and stupid moments in Bearcats basketball, and I'm adding it to my roster right now.
1: Just chef's kiss. I don't even want to add to it. That was perfect.
3: Uh, Just just keep in mind that there's two coaches who did that, and both of those coaches uh, do not coach uh, head coach. They're not head coaches in college basketball anymore.
0: More time to vacation. More time to make
2: TikToks.
3: (laughs) (laughs)
0: wow speaking oh so i have another pick now we're coming back on on the second reach around sorry second wraparound and (laughs) humor loves the old reach around that 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 just tickled my fancy we're going to go with we're going to stick with the theme fellas there was a non-conference tournament that was played i believe in saint thomas And this, this tournament, the best broadcast you could find of this tournament that became known as, I think it was the paradise jam. Do I have the name? Correct. The paradise jam played in St. Thomas. The best way to watch this game was through a live stream by Ryan Hummer, who was watching live in the crowd with his wife. As he live commented, it's not even, you don't even, you don't hear any commentary I was sitting with on the the I, was sitting
3: with the. I was sitting with the player's family.
0: You were sitting with the player's family and all you can hear the entire time as you see grainy footage of what may or may not be basketball being played by the Cincinnati Bearcats is you hear Hummer's wife having some lovely conversation with the couple behind them. But that was literally the best way to watch this game because Flow Sports was such an ad, abject failure and disaster. And that whole that whole tournament experience was brutal and embarrassing and stupid. And so I would say the fact that that tournament was broadcast on Flow Sports is, in fact, the dumbest moment. And I won't even get into the results of that tournament because that's an entirely different story. But but that that's my fourth pick would be would be Flow Sports and the fact that Hummer broadcasting the game through his cell phone was was the best way to watch.
3: Hey, I remember that's when we kind of first started this uh, whole podcast venture. And that was a defining moment for the podcast because we went from, like, super, like, really obscure, two followers obscure to, like, we got to, like, 100 followers.
0: (laughs) Guys, you've seen the Cincy Slang Bearcats podcast? They're live streaming the St. Thomas (laughs) game. I don't even have to buy flu sports. This is incredible.
1: Well, the coverage is shitty. (laughs) I mean, just as shitty as the other one. I thought you were talking about, so the year before that, Mick Cronin, he loves the Caribbean islands for some reason. I think we went down to the Caymans uh, for the year before. We won that tournament, but I think the players literally had a fire festival, like locker room set up. Like they literally had to like get dressed in a tent or something. I I might be just like misremembering my tournaments here, but like that. Just just the fact that they had to do fire festival like cheese on bread, stay in a tent type of shit for a college basketball team is just so funny to me.
0: So yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna be but I'm sticking to my theme of I wanted to stick to my theme of uh, John Brandon era disaster. <laughs> I'm I'm not
3: gonna comment on on the on the accommodations of the other teams, but for the Paradise Jam, the Bearcats were held up at the Ritz-Carlton um it was nice it was nice we went we went one day to to check it out because they put the donors over with the bums like us at the margaritaville and um we got invited over to like a watch party of sorts uh over at the ritz and um much better accommodations
1: than uh fire festival (laughs) (laughs) back to you steve Um, thank you i appreciate that um yeah, I'm running through here, and I I just don't want to overreach because there's still some good moments that are left here, and I just want to make sure that you know I'm I'm there. But in my in my theme of you know talk, talking about things I was personally around, you know I was there for the go to hell get a job. I was there at that crosstown shootout for the Mick thing. I was there for. Most of the Luke Fickle era and the team thing, I was there in Tampa, Florida, November nineteenth of twenty fifteen, Friday night. Uh, fellas, I don't know if that's the exact date because, but um, I could probably pull up my Instagram. I posted an Instagram that night from the pirate ship at, at Raymond James Stadium. But what proceeded to happen after that, where UC, you know, had a chance. They were seven and uh, six and four. You know, if they won their last two games, maybe they had a shot at getting into the conference championship game. Same with USF. You know, they were trying to get into the conference championship game. Man, Tommy Tuberville must have had the greatest or worst pregame speech ever because once the Bearcats got in back into the lap uh, locker room at halftime, what was the score, fellas? Fifty-one to three. Fifty-one to three, and I just. I, I like it just being there was even worse somehow than people watching it on TV. And I, I've talked to people who watch it on TV. And then obviously later that year was the Hawaii bowl where, which I was also there for, but man, like just man, like I, like I said, I've grown up a UC fan diehard lifelong. Like, you know, I try to watch as many games as I can to be in the building for a moment like that, where you're like, Oh yeah, we're getting cooked right now. Like this is, it was just, like I I don't know if I've still recovered from that day to be honest. Like it was horrible. So uh, I'm I'm putting that on there as my fourth round pick, fifty one to three. I I do think Tuberville should have been let go just for getting a scoreline that bad when you're supposed to win the conference when you're picked to win the conference that year. That was just horrendous. So hey, yeah.
3: at least he stayed on the sideline the entire game. <laughs>
0: It's fun to think back. The only only good thing about thinking back on moments like that is that that program since went on to make a college football playoff and be invited to the Big 12. Like it really is a remarkable turnaround, which is why as Corny as Luke Fickle was, we're going to think back fondly on that Hold time.
3: on, I'd keep, keep that thought because I saw recently on Twitter that USF fans were some of them were were dreaming of going wanting to go back to the day of the Sun Belt Conference. And like, I was like, let's have local little rivalries with with our neighboring schools. And then I'm um, sitting there thinking, like, didn't you guys just invite like Florida Atlantic into the conference? Like, isn't that you're now like, you guys are back in the Sun Belt? Like, you guys are literally in back. You're actually worse in the Sun Belt now. So
1: yeah, the Sunbelt are legit to now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that. Another team that I'm glad I'll never have to see again. Uh, just I hate them. I hate all of our American Conference members, but them in Temple I hate the most. All right, Justin, your fourth pick.
2: All right. Um, I think I'm just gonna do it. I we've kind of we've kind of touched on it. We've kind of touched on it already, so I we can't not say it. And the fact that this has gone to the fourth round, I think, it's ridiculous. Um, in 2018, there was a tournament that did not occur. It did not occur, okay? But I'm going to encapsulate, technically, technically, you can make this two. Don't rag on me. It's going to be one. The entire 2018 tournament for the Bearcats. Let us start with Georgia State. <laughs> for those of you who do not remember, we eat at Wendy's, they eat at Ruth's Chris. The Georgia state coach made his own bulletin board material by saying, we basically eat the four for four or the biggie bag while they're eating at Ruth's Chris (laughs) after selection Sunday. And that was part of their hype in order to basically try to beat the Bearcats. That did not go well. Uh, The Bearcats won. And you had the wrong steakhouse
3: (laughs) Wait, What? Did I say,
2: I thought like, no, you, no, no. That you have,
3: you have the right steakhouse. That's
1: what he said, but he had the wrong steakhouse. Well, we right. don't it <laughs> well, Justin, Ron Hunter has beat us a couple times too. So maybe he was right in the end, you know,
2: maybe, maybe he was right, but let's, let's continue on. Um, there was also a quote from Mick in talking about after that game, where we beat them, where uh, he said, that he doesn't believe in elite eights and all that stuff. (laughs) That if we win three more in a row, he's not going to celebrate. And at the end of the year, that's what banquets are for. (laughs) And then proceeds to play Nevada and blow a 22 point lead. (laughs) Absolutely out coached outclassed in every way, shape and form. And probably make the most embarrassing moment of all time of all modern time for any Bearcats fan. Um, I remember very vividly getting to watch the uh, end of the tournament video where they assemble all of it together and watching our hearts get crushed for like the millionth time after seeing that, but also uh, either tying or setting the NCAA record for the biggest lead blown in a game in the march madness tournament history uh which now thankfully has been surpassed i don't remember who did that uh somebody else took that uh honor away from us but yeah and i the, can i just like pour some like extra gasoline
3: yeah yeah go ahead i'm gonna pour some gasoline on the fire there so coomer and i we, i think everybody from since was in nashville that weekend uh we just happened to have we had a bachelor bachelor party for a friend down there and we're watching selection Sunday and we see how it's going down and we immediately, like, we know it's going, going down. We're already going to be a national. We booked this place months in advance, right? Hell yeah. And sitting in the airport, watching that game, but more importantly, when you lay out the rest of the path that would have been the final four, something had happened that weekend that had never happened before, which was a number one seed lost Virginia lost to UMBC. And we're all just salivating of the fact that all we have to do is beat Nevada, beat Loyola, beat UMBC. You're telling us we're in the championship game,
0: Final Four? What? It it was a layup. (laughs) It was like late.
3: It was as a two seed with (laughs) like arguably, arguably one of the best rosters we've had. You know, like Gary Clark, Evan. Like, oh my God, Gary Clark, Jacob Evans, Jaron Cumberland.
2: the 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 full nine yards. Kyle Washington. Kyle Washington.
3: All of the guys. We played defense. It was Mick's best offensive team. (laughs) The whole thing. Oh my god.
1: The the, oh my god. The damn Martin brothers. I still I still shuddered. I still shuddered.
0: I I never. Every time that the the, the image of Mick Cronin screaming his head off at Jaron Cumberland as he committed a dumb foul was was something that truly stuck with me. And actually, I was extremely offline at the time. I was not on Bearcat's Twitter. I'm not a (laughs) blogger, a content creator of any sort. I created a blog site, free WordPress site, (laughs) to get online and literally rant about Mick Cronin and how embarrassing the coaching performance was and how embarrassing the post-game presser was too. Because he, instead of being accountable for the results, it was all about... There's so many more things happening in the world, and I've got friends with these conditions, and all those things are sad and true. But it was like, dude, you just blew a twenty-two point lead.
3: We call timeout. get your teams like head together,
0: say, <laughs> just, just play defense. Just play defense
3: the, for the last ten. Do the thing that you
2: are better than ninety-nine percent of teams in the country at doing. Do it one time, one. And you were one doing it play. pretty good.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, no. yeah. It was dumb.
2: Well, that we've ripped that bandaid off (laughs) and mainly let's just say we can leave that in the past. I, every time I now living here in Nashville, every time that I pass by Bridgestone arena, I shudder just a little bit. Uh, And I would like to just say that that is part of the American. That is part of our past. That is part of McCronin. We have now moved on through John Brannon. It is time to let it go. And this is, this is the ceremonial boat funeral fire
1: this is the ceremonial urn. Just let it go. Let Look, it go. In three let years, I'm going to talk about it again.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll talk
0: about it in like two days. Hammer, <laughs> fourth pick. West, fourth pick of the West, West Miller.
3: West Miller's Ferragamos. All right. West Miller wore Ferragamo gym shoes to stick it to Under Armour. We're going to go with the theme here. And here's why this is awesome, guys. Our coach is, he's a young stud, right? He has a, he does have a little bit of a, a little bit of, you know, like a way with him and he's wearing $950 gym shoes, but he's like, you know what? I just got paid, right? I'm going to take <laughs> these $950 gym shoes that have nothing to do with basketball because they're probably terrible to play in. And I'm going to wear these at the court side with a suit right before i take off my jacket because i get too sweaty but make sure you pan down to these shoes because they are farrah fucking gamos all right <laughs> i don't know what you guys are hearing jordan brand that's not really happening all right it's farrah gamos. we're getting sponsored by farrah gamos. next thing you know it's going to cost 900 for us to get a jersey it's going to cost 900 to get shoes wes miller a fashion icon a fashionista he's leading the way he's going to be that cool coach coomer alluded to it in his blog about the 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 progress we have seen. The next thing you need is not only a coach who can coach, but a coach who can inspire young men to be great.
0: Uh, okay allow- is a
3: great dresser.
0: Sometimes you have to rain hummer in. And, and I just want to pause on the fan, the West Miller fan fiction for a moment and ask you, sir, what was dumb about what you just described?
3: Nothing's dumb about it. It was one of my favorite moments. While we're in the AAC, West Miller is saying, you know what? you know what? I'm going to be a boss. I'm going to be a baller. I'm going to wear $950 shoes when the other team can't even afford it.
1: Yeah. Well, I'm going to help you out, Hummer here. And the dumb thing was that, like, the UCF guy got so upset about it that he had to post the picture because I don't think anybody would have noticed Oh no, I know. Okay, yeah.
3: I I know what you're talking about where he's like, and he's talking about, oh, oh, don't they they have an agreement? And he just had no idea that we had already cut ties with (laughs) with them and it was solely
1: they just give us and of shit. course he had to make it about UCF because of Michael Jordan's kid in 2007 not being able to wear Adidas or whatever so that yeah, but but yes of course we are the problem because we like to look stylish on the sideline you know I look, such a self owned by UCF when they do that I that's that's my favorite on
3: Twitter see I'm just looking at it from the standpoint I thought it was cool if West Miller to, to have the balls to rock nine hundred and fifty dollars shoes when we're sitting here talking about the cost of tuition skyrocketing, right? Hummer, we're talking. Do you to- remember
0: what? Do you remember where you are right now? Do you remember what we're doing? Do you remember what's happening right? We are we're drafting the dumbest moments in the, in the history of the American, and you just keep telling me how cool this moment was. I'm just <laughs> trying to help you reframe this as something dumb. No, it
3: was cool. Now I'm sticking with it.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, Brett, you guys
3: see—you can't bully is. me. You can't bully
0: me out of this one, <laughs> Brandon. All right, UCF, you, you can't bully me out of this. Please take us take this over, Brandon. Back to you. Your fourth and fifth uh, pick sir. These are your final picks.
4: Final picks. The the beer I had was was eleven percent, but I do remember where I am, so I will go <laughs> here. Uh, like I said, I, I had a, I went basketball my first three. I'm going football my last two. With this one, and this is kind of like a, a maybe just like a personal vendetta that I've. You've probably heard me. I mean, if anyone's heard me talk on the podcast or whatever, I've I'm not I'm not put this to bed yet. And uh, jumping into the Big Twelve next year, I don't plan on putting it to bed anytime soon. But the fact that in 2020, a three loss, Iowa State. Was ranked ahead of us in the college football playoff rankings because we were a part of the American Athletic Conference is dumb as shit. I can't, I, it, 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 the Nevada loss makes me angry, but this pisses me off. I, I see no justification for it. The corrupt football invitational was on full display in 2020 with a three loss. Not one, not two, three loss. Iowa State ranked ahead of us.
0: I, you put it perfectly. Dang. The college, the college football playoff mafia, intelligentsia, whatever we were calling them back then, uh, was was on full display. They were all the chess moves were happening behind the scenes to do whatever it took to try and keep Cincinnati out, and it just so happened that everyone just kept tripping over themselves, and it, and Cincinnati never fucked up. Um, and that's really the only reason we were able to make that game and allow Luke fickle, Denbrock could to coach like cowards. I mean, that moment doesn't happen without everything else breaking right for us.
4: Yeah. No, uh, it's, I mean, we, we showed them the next year. So I guess, you know, we won at the end,
0: uh, but still. Oh, I, uh. Apologies. Yeah. I just completely confused myself. I was thinking the next year. <laughs> come, Look, on, come on, come on. Since Slangen's
1: melting down. Well, I will, I will say, Brandon, that, like, I I do want to beat beat Iowa State because of that reason. Like, this is, rem- thank you for reminding me of that. Like, there's going to be some added stakes to that Iowa State game because there's still a couple guys that are left from that 2020 team. I'm sure they still feel a taste in their mouth. And then, you know, Matt Campbell coming into town and somehow convincing the playoff committee that his three-loss team was better than ours. They lost to. Oh, like Louisiana that year, game one. And they were still like number seven.
4: Steven, watch this. You've you, you set me up perfectly here. On CatsKellerSocial.club, in the archives, you can find an article that I wrote from GoBearcats.com about the potential next hated rivals of the Bearcats. And Iowa State is definitely on that list for this very reason. So as you're perusing the website, check that out.
0: I do think Iowa State and Cincinnati are playing footsie with each other right now on Twitter, and that's going to change. These, these two schools <laughs> feel like potential rivals. And, you know, obviously my bad on mis- mishearing you or misremembering the situation, Brandon, but I do think it's important to bring attention to that 2020 year because it sort of is slept on now. That team was loaded, stacked, and probably even better suited for the college football playoff, and we weren't even sniffing the Rankings that year with how they set it up, so that's that is interesting to think back on. And I think we lose sight of it because of what happened in 21 the following year. But yeah, that ridiculous, ridiculous moment.
2: I was really curious where you're going with that because he's like, Wait for this transition because he does have another pick, and then immediately went to dumbest moments in AAC history Pat Skeller Social Club.
4: It's <laughs> hard <laughs> <laughs> to remind Dude, the people why they don't here. know.
0: <laughs> right, this, technically we're still in the aac when this happens so for I, yeah. if someone else wants to make their own dumbest list this could fall on that list we don't know yet it's kind of too early to tell
3: <laughs> the inception i like, <laughs> I like the, ohio, the iowa state uh, you know shit posting here shit talking you know we're all we're dancing well this isn't the biggest first shot ever fired but whatever you know what i don't think iowa has a city in ohio named after des moines Right. But in Iowa, there is a city named after Cincinnati. And it is called Cincinnati, Iowa. And it has a population of 290 people.
0: <laughs> take that <laughs> Iowa. Take, take that cyclone. Take Larry. that one,
3: Iowa State. <laughs> <laughs> no, we guys, we don't know. We don't like to hear this, but our biggest rivalry is in fact uh a directional school in Florida like that is that is real. it is a rivalry. I hate them. I hate them in passion, and even when we play them in football we we literally we hate the we hate the thought of losing to that school. It's becoming I, to me very close, very, not there yet, but
0: very close to eggs. I don't want to toil in obscurity for too long though with them as we enter the big twelve. so you know if if that's what happens, year one, year two, fine, but I'm expecting ourselves to elevate beyond, sort of like outgrow our old friends, our frenemies. We're outgrowing them and moving on to new rivals as, as time goes on. And There's beat.
3: only one person who can do that, and that's Kenny.
2: Miami <laughs> used to be a rival, too.
0: <laughs> well said. Brandon, kick off the fifth round with your fifth and final pick.
4: You know, th- this, I thought this was going to get taken. I think this could be the steal of the draft here. It, it doesn't get it gets talked about a decent amount, not nearly enough though, in my opinion. It was briefly mentioned here, maybe in the first round, but I think it has to be its own pick. Uh, there is a, a gentleman that coached here at the university. He, I, uh, he, he blocked me on Twitter. Uh, he was down fifty-one to three at, at uh, South Florida. This man that uh, got up from the table and left recruits chewing with their mouth open at Texas tech to hop a plane to Cincinnati uh, just to, I don't, I don't know what his favorite golf course was in the city. Um, I would imagine he made his rounds to all of them quite often, but Tommy Tuberville failing upward to be a Senator of the United States of America is not only one of the dumbest things for this list that we've made I would put it in the top 50 of the dumbest things that's ever happened in this country. <laughs> okay. Ha- Tommy Tuberville is us. He's in charge of making laws that govern all of us because he's in the United States Senate. Um, really makes you question the, the direction and the future of this country. And I, I mean, his, his, Campaign tour bus caught fire. I don't know if you guys (laughs) that was a real thing that happened. What a metaphor! Quite the metaphor of just where he's he's taking us. Um, It's quite quite the fail upward. Maybe one of the best failing upwards of all time. But for me, it's my fifth and final pick. I think when he comes around for
2: re-election, campaign slogan: "Don't
1: be a lazy American." go to hell, get a job. <laughs> well, I, I the, the funny thing was too, is that like, I remember his opponent or someone in, in his opponent's camp talking about how like, you know, this guy claims he was a successful football coach, but he went seven and five and four and eight at Cincinnati in his last two years before getting fired. And I was like, well, it hurts that he he did that to my program. Cook his ass. Get him. Like Get his ass. <laughs> At least our pain
0: and suffering is being used for good.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a, a nice cherry on top of your Sunday, Brandon. It's it's It needed to be said. It needed to be said. Sure. Hammer, round two or round five. Pick two.
3: Look, the only reason we're still... In this mess in the year of our Lord 2023 is because in 2016, the big 12 didn't have the balls to do what was necessary and expand. We're here talking about what is the shithole that is the AAC because the big 12. Didn't expand and in itself got ripped apart, forcing itself to expand. And here we are watching an extension of this travesty. And actually, it's not even a travesty. It's good for us because the Pac-12 is also making the dumb decision to not expand or the dumb decision to expand by offering potential SMU and San Diego State University membership in the Pac-12. So it is dumb that they did not expand then and we've had to endure uh, seven years of purgatory seven years of hell um i don't i don't get it but here we are i'm excited for the end of this month ladies and gentlemen i don't know about you but at the end of march i have a feeling the pac 12 will cease to exist uh i think we got i think we got colorado i think we i think we got mr uh i think we got the ear of deon sanders which, as you all know, we're following very closely here at Cincy Slang, at least.
0: And uh, <laughs> we're following closely, man. Those YouTube videos are corny. They're terrible. Can't watch them. Can't follow. Fair. Either way,
3: success on the field, it doesn't matter. I think we got the ear in him. I think we're getting the four corner schools. I think they're coming to the Big 12. The basketball conference is going to be semi professional. And, um, Football is going to be nationwide coast to coast for all of us gambling addicts out there. We're going to be able to gamble from sun up till sundown. No other conference will have that. Thank you. Dumbest transferring into one of the greatest
0: moments.
1: I I love that. That's a a perfect encapsulation of your draft.
0: (laughs) Moving from dumbest to greatest. I love that Hummer. It's, it's, it's sort of transitioning from, you know, the awful, stupid past to the, a future of hope and opportunity.
3: Something that Tommy Tuberville does not offer us. <laughs> dilly, dilly.
1: Dilly, dilly. Let's bring that back, huh? Let's bring it back. Bring back dilly, dilly.
2: <laughs> One of the all-time greatest things ever. I actually remember very vividly seeing... Uh, there was a guy dressed up as like the Bud Light knight like walking around campus and I ran into him at Bento. Like I got a picture with him outside Bento. It's <laughs> just like all right. Cool. I own I own dilly dilly. One,
3: I own one Eagle shirt and it is Philly Philly. Uh that was the year they won the Super Bowl was when that when that commercial came out and that's the that is I was living in Philly at the time and we were with you know Philly fans watching the game i was like all right i'm gonna root for you know obviously can't root for the the evil that is the patriots we're gonna root for we're gonna root for philadelphia so one shirt i said i didn't want anything to set eagles on it wanted to just be like you know i can wear it so i lived in philly yeah philly philly totally wore that shirt in phoenix to the phoenix open and just walked up to people and whispered in their ear who (laughs) day
0: Well done, Hummer. Nice final pick. Justin, you're up for your final pick of the draft.
2: All right. Uh, going to be going off board again here. Some people may view this as... I, I think some of mine are could go both ways. Uh, there, there could be reasons to celebrate and there could be reasons to uh, find it very stupid. That's what she um, said. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to go with, for my final fifth and final pick um, tearing out the corners of the end zones to allow FC Cincinnati to play, which also meant that we could not paint our end zones, whatever color we wanted. And also meant that people could not step on Nippert stadiums field at any given point in time when there was not a game being played for years on end. I love FC Cincinnati. I will always cheer for them. I think it was great when they were Nippert. It was a lot of fun, but there were way too many little nuances about that experience where everybody just wanted them gone for a long time and we were waiting for that stadium to be done so they could just get out. And as much as I love them, it's <laughs> I still think that it is incredibly stupid that we we it, we're going into the big 12. If we, if we keep the things up, I, I guess I understand that it's kind of a cool view to be up along the edge of the field, but just add a couple more thousand or a couple more hundred, whatever, how many hundred seats it is back into the stadium. It, just, just finish the bowl. There's there's, it's a U shape. Just let it be a U shape. Let it be the horseshoe shape. The designer brain
0: really showing here, and I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Just fix it. Just fix it. Fill it yeah. in, please.
1: Aesthetically, just do fix it. it. Just gotta do it. Yep.
0: Let's
3: make it a student section, standing room, standing room only, general admission, student section.
1: I I actually
2: want to add and I'll add on this too. The fact that we added like club club seats there, st- like standing on like a platform in the concave shape that was cut out from there. And I don't know how much people have to pay to to sit on the field at that level. Just make them into regular GA seats. It's not that hard. I miss those sections. I just think it looks dumb. Great for no, advertisements, no. though. I, like the I Oscar Mayer Weenie.
1: I just remember like, kids just jumping from those down to the field uh, after the 2021, like, after we, we made it to the the playoff, uh, you know, after the Houston game, and, like, people, like, there was a couple kids that went for, I was watching it, I remember that, there was a couple kids that went first and tumbled, like, 10 feet down, and then other people were, like, okay, let's just go to the, the, the side stairs here and just run onto the field, because, like, I, I don't even know what happened to those kids. I hope they're okay, but, like, it is it's just dumb. Just get rid
3: of them. They
2: got to take a first-class trip to one of the country's best hospitals.
3: <laughs> How much did they, they... They paid us to do that, right? Like, I'm looking at it now, and yeah, this looks dumb.
0: Uh, Why? Why? It's kind of perfect. Who, that's, a, who, that's why it's such a perfect... I'm approved just looking this? at it now, guys. It looks dumb. Who approved yeah. this?
3: Like... Did they pay us an absorbent amount of money to make this permanent change to our, uh,
1: Carl Linder. (laughs) That's who
3: (laughs) the
2: one good thing to come out of that was the new scoreboard. I will say there was, there was good to come out of that deal.
1: Yeah. That's about it. I, I think that the only reason that, uh, FC Cincinnati had a home at Nippert stadium and did all those modifications was their owner, uh, He's given some money to us in the past. His name is on a couple buildings here or his dad's, whatever, you know. So I, I'm, I'm guessing when he tells you what you want to do, you can't really say no. But I, I mean, I wish we could.
3: <laughs> I mean, my only pushback is they give money to the university in order to bolster the education of students to provide workers for their enterprises that run in the city without the university. Yep, the wheels the wheels don't spin here. So, but this is this is not what this forum's for tonight. We're not here to debate what what why donors give monies to the university and what they should expect. Uh, by the way, the best donors don't request any kind of naming rights to anything. They just say, here's here's your money, do with it what you want. But neither here nor there. But yeah, this looks dumb. Um, I think we should force Carl Linner to fix it.
2: So I guess we're never gonna get the Hummer tower at the University of Cincinnati's campus.
3: It'll just be a tower. And, <laughs> and you guys will just know.
2: Catskeller tower.
3: <laughs> it'll be yeah, Catskeller Tower. Oh, I've always to said if, if I ever won if I ever won the water, you guys will know because I'll just have my own box and then it'll just be like, you know, hey guys, tickets, tickets, tickets in the <laughs> box.
0: <laughs> well right. done, Justin. Well rounded out there. Your five Thank is you. completed. Moving on for Steve's final pick.
1: So I'm going to bring it to another broadcast. Uh, I wanted to finish it off with a basketball because I did do three football, but there's another broadcast that definitely needs to be mentioned in these 25 picks of the dumbest moments. And that is the uh, Bearcats bar- uh, basketball broadcast at Bowling Green State University uh, run by their students and their... Man, they, they were trying hard, but you know they, it, it was just like Ross Martin, uh, Bearcat fan on Twitter, Casey Bearcat, I think, but uh, he still has some of the clips up from those videos. And I think the highlights are somewhere too on YouTube, but that that was just one of those moments of like older Twitter, where it was like, you had to be there that night. And like, you, I remember where I was when I was watching that game and following on Twitter and seeing all of these people just talk about that. And just, uh, it just so like, emblematic and obviously that was more of a a mac problem than an aac problem but one why are we playing a road game at bowling green (laughs) like come on mick what are we doing that's
2: the first question
1: yes yes that and two like we went from playing at madison square garden in the big east tournament and into a span of three years playing at on a sunday afternoon at bowling green with students broadcasting it and maybe 15 people in attendance like with boom goes that the was, dynamite broadcasting our games yes yes exactly so that just just one of the it, dumbest moments
3: and it, it just took me a while lo- it took me this long the process which broadcast this was and and now that i'm like oh no i watched that oh my god that was
0: awful i don't always miss not being addicted to twitter but i do regret not being active online for that type of game that would have been a magical experience because i i do vividly remember the call i remember thinking what on earth is going on right now with this broadcast and i have to imagine that if you're ranking like top five twitter moments for the bearcats over the last two decades well, however long twitter exists that that would be in the top five no doubt
3: let me let me pose a question to the group here that broadcast or or ESPN plus is quality this season.
0: Can I, the Tulane game. I'm surprised that game didn't get chosen. The Tulane game,
1: the Tulane
0: game. Oh, can I, yeah.
2: can I add a, the Tulane game b the NKU game? Cause no one has mentioned that that was going to be my honorable mention. Not that we have honorable mentions, but that and the Marshall stream on Facebook live. because i really wanted to use that earlier and then i got to round five and i'm like i don't know if i can use it
1: should i just put these all under shitty broadcast experiences just as one collective
2: maybe that will be our honorable mention everybody gets to pick one i think there's enough of them
3: (laughs) i mean does anybody know the particulars of the deal for uh espn with big 12 uh, big 12 do we we're still gonna have games on espn plus i'm assuming right or we are they going to actually yes. bring in some some HD cameras for us, or do we have to supply those ourselves? No, like, you bring your own here? flip camera, flip camera. We bring your own flip camera and go. I'm it thinking, like cam. I'm like we we have iPhones cam. that 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 do 4K, right? Like we we can't get 4K broadcast going on here. This is I, filming with an iPhone. We did.
1: We did hire we the new production
0: guy. I do think it does <laughs> seem like the team the the school is prioritizing a better
1: broadcast going forward, and live I, on I Periscope. Well, I, I think for the, uh, the other games too, that are like conference games that are behind the paywall, I think it's going to be actual broadcasters instead of Kevin Johnson. Um, I, I yeah, so I, it's, I think it's going to be like a neutral, more neutral guys, like flying in to broadcast the game instead of just, um, whoever the in-house guy is in, uh, uh, Kevin Johnson. Shout out to Kevin Johnson, retweeting
0: someone wanting him to be the announcer in perpetuity. I do think he has improved every single season for what it's worth.
3: And honestly, I, I kind of, call me crazy, I like having a biased home announcer for, for our home, for our home <laughs> 100%. games. 100%. Like, I actually 100%. don't want a neutral crowd. I don't want someone from ESPN who doesn't watch our games, who gives me generic, like, oh, I've looked at the box scores for the last five games, but haven't actually seen any of these players play. Like, I don't I don't want that, because, like, the only time we get good announcers from that is, like, And I used to not like her, but when you get Doris in town, who actually does her research, she's a professional. Like she does, she watches games. Like I like that, but we get so many Doris.
0: Doris Burke.
3: Yeah. Does she call Bearcat Games? She has in the past, and I I hated it at first. It's mm -hmm. been a while. it's been a while, but when she did it, oh, like, wow. all right, she she does her homework. She knows her stuff. But we get these guys from ESPN Plus who don't know. They don't watch. They've been they've been all over the country watching you no know, shit game here, shit game there. Now they're coming to us. They don't know. What's they don't the know difference? How good games are, yeah, they don't. What's the difference? And I'm sick of it. So I wouldn't mind actually having a home biased crowd, a home biased person doing our games, who can get better and just be be our. I don't want to say his name. No, you, I don't know. You know what say. I want? Br our, be our Tom Brenneman. <laughs> <laughs> be our Marty. Br Marty Brenneman. Be our Dan Horde. Be our Dan Horde of television. And just be I, good at it.
2: I will make one very quick suggestion for those of you who can. Turn on your ESPN Plus. Go find your I Radio, or grab your little boombox, whatever you've got that has FM AM radio on it turn it on and click back 15 seconds so Dan and Terry are live at the same time. Bingo. Fantastic watching experience.
0: The so only way. Not, not only that, If you for anybody who's purchased the Apple plus um, MLS package, they give you the option of having your home announcers call the game. And so you can basically flip on Tommy for FCC games. If you want ESPN plus should add that feature so that if we wanted to, we can sync up Dan and Terry because to me, this season, for as bad as the broadcasts have been, it's caused me to listen to more radio this season. Those guys are gems, Terry. The so Tulane awesome. game
2: was the only choice; they were the only choice. Right. <laughs> it was and that or so not watch the game. They're fantastic, yeah. Terry.
3: Terry, and MLB, MLB, and NBA have been doing this for years on their apps. Like it's doable. If, uh, it's doable. It's one hundred percent. And not only that, MLB gives you the choice of listening to the radio broadcast over over the video like i, well, I don't get it but I, that was I, the I, nice yeah
1: It was the nice part about the being in the playoff last year because i was watching the playoff game while listening to dan horde and jim kelly call the game and like i think for a couple of years there in like when teams would get to like the sweet 16 or final four they would they would do that on the alternate channels like you would have like whatever team you were watching their radio team calling the game on tv like that, that, that it's I'm just surprised like it hasn't come to college sports yet, but ESPN, figure it out.
3: If I had to guess, trust in Brett Yormark, it's coming. It's coming, to the, it's coming to the Big 12, man. Just he, like the Big
1: 12 basketball anthem, baby. No nights off.
3: We're, we're, I, I, Kimer and I have been talking about one to do this podcast where we're going to get into like what's going on with the Big 12, the Pac-12, Brett Yormark, and like, so I'm walking, so I walk by every day I go through Barclays Center. Which was one of Brett Yormark's like his brainchild. And I see Rock Nation, their headquarters is right there. And I'm like, oh, this is this is like his what he built. When you actually think that, like, that's who we have running our conference. We have someone who gets, like, yeah, he might be 56, but he gets he gets it. He gets young people, he gets the media landscape, he gets the changes that are happening. It's going to be incredible that this is what we're walking into. And the fact that he's talking about splitting off the basketball rights from the football rights. That's massive. Like we're about to, who knows, we might be able to see 30 million just from basketball alone, which is what our fricking value is worth from a UC basketball standpoint. And I said, to to Coomer and go go check the tapes, get us into the big 12 and UC will be a blue blood. We will be back to being a blue blood. We should be already considered one, but we will now that we're playing with schools that are going to, I see him. He's, yeah, skeleton. He looks like a skeleton. Okay.
0: Nobody Ah! loves Brett Yormark the way Hummer loves Brett Brett Yormark. Nobody, nobody loves him like that.
2: Why? This is a very hidden skill that I did not know, and I think is now probably way too late. After almost two, I was trying not
3: to
0: look at that
2: to uh, understand that this skill is now upon us. But
0: I will need more of that. Honestly, nothing gets me going on a podcast more than Hummer starting with the Blue Blood Talk. I love Hummer Blue Blood Talk.
3: Dude, we're, to my words, we're going to win a national championship in 10 years. I'll bet you, I'll, I'll bet you four beer miles
0: back to back to back to back
3: in one day after another. <laughs> two a day. I'll just do it, baby. I'll
0: a, two week, a, day. A, a week of beer miles. a weekend
3: weekend of beer miles
0: that there's going to be a national championship within 10 years yeah yeah done i'll take the bet i'll be dead by then i'm just gonna run
1: it either way because i i I like beer and i like the sounds
0: it sounds depressing but i just have to take the odds let me let me make my fifth and final pick here before i forget what my actual fifth and final pick was i've got I had an, an article pulled up on The Athletic again to sort of help me as a guide. The Athletic is a beautiful time capsule for where we are at different points in Bearcat history. And look, I'm going to stick Ooh. to the theme. It's, 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 <laughs> it's no mystery. It's no mystery where my head's at with my 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 five pick. And I'll be curious to see how the fan base responds to this or the folks who decide to read the post or listen to this You know, extremely long by now, I guess two-hour podcast. My fifth and final pick goes back to John Brandon's second season as head coach. And when you read the preseason coverage about how this team would approach the game of basketball and how they would incorporate guys like Tari Eason and David DeJulius and and Rapalus Ivanouskis and Keith Williams there for his final season, if you read Justin Williams' article – about about how John Brandon would be attacking this season. Here's a, here's a quote I'm going to read. That continuity is already proving vital in Brandon's system too, with Williams and Vote regarded as the team's two best players entering the season. Quote, and this is John Brandon. Right now, if we were playing tonight and it was under two minutes to go in the game, I think Keith Williams. And Chris vote would get a lot of touches (laughs) folks. My stupid moment, my fifth and final pick for stupid moments in American athletic conference history is that the head coach of the Cincinnati Bearcats, John Brannon thought that Chris vote was a go-to option for our team heading into the 2021 season. And that the offense would run through him, and he would be a featured player on a team that also had Keith Williams, David DeJulius, Tari Eason. I mean, it had had more than enough options, honestly, for guys you would go to before you actually go to Chris Vogt. And just to drive this point home and see, that was the preseason thought process from the head coach. Chris Vogt went on to average 19.4 minutes a game. He shot like 50% from the field, 35% from the free throw line. In that same article, John Brandon mentions that we really need to start taking advantage of Chris Vogt's passing ability. He averaged 1.1 assists per game, 3.5 rebounds. This man was seven foot one, 260 pounds. He averaged 3.5 rebounds a game and 5.0 points per game that season. My dumbest moment, my fifth and final dumbest moment. I'm not even sure how exactly you want to describe it. Is the Chris vote experience his last year in Cincinnati? And I'm really, it's not Chris. How fault.
3: did that last until round five?
1: That's amazing.
0: <laughs> it's not his fault, folks. I feel like Goodwill Hunting. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's John Brandon's fault. Who's this your daddy? Man, this man should never get a head coaching. John York, Brandon, my daddy. Fact he looked at this roster and said, Yep, running through Chris Vote. That's what we're gonna do. It's gonna win. We're doing it. Do you remember? Do you remember that thing you made with more cowbell? Needs more cowbell. That was John Brandon's solution to any problem that season. Fuck it. Get throw the ball into Chris Vogt. Chris Vote. Let him
1: cook. Five points. Three rebounds, man. That was fun, guys. Does anyone
0: want to kind of recap where we're at, where each person ended up with their five moments? Justin, can you take us through that for, is that possible? Or should we just wait for the post after this?
2: Oh God. Uh, we can, I can run through it really fast. It's going to be out of order of individuals, but by round, we can go. Let's go by round. Just
0: wrap rapid fire by round. And then we'll wrap it up.
2: Uh, round one, Hummer takes Yukon shooting the triple overtime in conference in the conference tournament, uh, shot there, uh, in round one, Steve took go to hell, get a job from Tommy Tuberville. Uh, John Brandon's stat burning ritual in the urns with Jaron Cumberland that was Coomer's pick for round one. Uh, another one for round one was uh, my choice of the American uh rebranding and losing that to the Catholic kids. Um, and then Brandon, where, where is Brandon's in here? Oh, there it is. John hey. Brandon not starting Tari Eason, uh, round one, which wow. Uh rough, <laughs> very, very rough. Uh, if we're moving on to round T, round T, round two, Mick chasing after JP Makura and calling him names. Uh, <laughs> that was Steve's pick. Uh Hummer, I have lost your pick for there. I don't know why that got deleted, but we can come back to that if you remember what that was. Uh, the Lisa Brandon burners for, for Coomer, uh, for round two, my Under Armour drone show, uh, for round two as well.
0: Uh let's see. Crosstown
2: classic for round two. Uh,
0: Hummer's, uh, Hummer's round two pick was the 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 Yukon shot with point whatever seconds left. Oh,
2: that was oh, number one. one. Oh, was that, that, that round one? What was your oh, number right. two? Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. Temple. Temple? Oh, temple. Oh, yeah. Any game, Any game, game at, at Temple. Any game at Temple. There we go. Nice. I had to make Wait, fun of myself there. Uh for round three, Xavier and UC fighting over the shootout location for the 2020 offseason. That was Coomer's pick for round three. More of John Brandon. Yeah. It's more about the, the John Brandon hype, yeah. the way the shit the shit talk. Uh, my choice of Miami greasing the polls in their inevitable defeat uh in 2017. Uh theme for Steve in round three. Um letting Under Armour hang around after a settlement instead of moving immediately to Jordan. uh, Round three for Hummer. And did we get...
1: Brandon, where's your round three? Uh, It was right above it.
2: Oh, yes. There you go. Hartford and Yukon hosting the AAC tournament and Gary Clark getting the the teeth knocked out of his dome. Uh, That was round three for Brandon. As far as round four goes, uh, being down 51-3 to (laughs) to USF, uh, that's a tough one. There you go, Steve. Uh, as far as round four goes, continued on, Wes Miller's Ferragamo shoes for Hummer. <laughs> Take greatest moment.
0: What a moment. Greatest what a,
2: moment. One what of the, what the greatest moments. <laughs> Legendary moment. Uh, Flow Sports and ESPN video quality for Kumar round four. Uh, round four for me. The entire 2018 NCAA tournament. Iowa State ranked ahead of UC in the final 2020 CFP rankings, round four for Brandon. And that really is it, it, when it's the final ranking, that is, come on, come on. Yep. That's yep. a rough one. Uh, <laughs> of course, then rounding us off for round five, the first Big 12 expansion attempt and failure. Uh, that was Hummer's pick for round five, for round five for Steve, the Bowling Green broadcast also. Uh uh honorable mention for Marshall NKU two lane and every other shitty broadcast, broadcast in AAC. <laughs> AAC history there. Um <clears throat> FC Cincinnati taking over Nippert for years on end. Uh round five for me and round five for Coomer. Brandon's love of Chris Vote. That's rough.
0: What a run, guys. This is where the
2: oh, and Tommy Tuberville failing to be an upward (laughs) failing upward to be a U.S.
3: fucking senator. There you go. That's the that's the nightcap right there. You know, you know, Coomer has a pair of Chris vote socks. (laughs) No, I do. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh,
0: I do. I I wear them. I wear them from time to time. I'm going to wear them Friday as a charm,
3: (laughs) You get it, right? Chris vote
0: socks. Ah, I feel like so. Chris vote Chris vote is the is the punishment we had to pay so that that we could experience Victor Lockin. the proverbial sacrifice our number one boy
3: I mean not that I guess we should pull you know state the obvious but uh Victor Lockin is in fact a John Brandon
0: recruit yeah
2: that been there something. done that
0: his lone, his lone true contribution to our program. But look, so guys, and David and Julius and David
1: Julius. Okay. It's getting awkward. <laughs> and Mike <laughs> and Jeremiah and
2: and Tar- Tar- Davenport
1: and Jeremiah, Tar- the whole team.
3: I'll say Except this, the,
0: the man can recruit <laughs> <laughs> guys. This was a very, very fun. I hope it was fun for people listening. It was very fun to talk to you guys about, the stupidest moments in the history of the American athletic conference. I think we captured a lot of the greatest moments, but honestly, we left a lot on the table. So for folks listening, you have your own list. Don't hesitate to share what we missed, what we failed to mention. I promise you there are a million others <laughs> not named on this list that Steve put together that we did not pick from. Cause a lot of people went off board, but I'm looking forward to your, your kind of consolidation of this information, Steve, uh, is that going to be a Catskeller social club? feature is that where that's going up
1: yes sir yes yeah Uh, and then we're just gonna put it up uh, round by round and then i got a graphic coming too baby so beautiful y'all be ready
2: you know what while we're at it i'm i'm gonna go out and say we we need to make this an official bracket i think it's necessary it's march baby i'll do it i'll make the bracket i'll make the bracket steve you're in charge of making sure all the information is consolidated from us I'll make sure the bracket happens.
3: Do we get Neil? Do we get Neil involved with uh, <laughs> with sending out the actual polls for the bracket? Do we say Neil? We need you to we need you to send these out. We need
0: we need the official what if we the make them sponsored bracket? sponsored by at Neil Neil Slayton, whatever his Twitter <laughs> handle is. These polls are brought to you by Neil Slayton. We'll do that. Yes. He's he's yes. the official sponsor. Yes. He doesn't know. He doesn't yet, even but know. Good for him. We're, yeah, we're putting in the work. <laughs> it's been a while since you have brought Neil up on a pod. Well, look. Folks, make sure you're joining. The, there's a bunch of things to plug. Make sure a you're joining the Discord server. It's been a blast talking to people in there. The conversation is robust. Justin made the best point, which is it's all sorted out by channel. So you participate based on how you want to participate. Everything's sorted out. It's a very fun. Uh, it's it's it really is a fun way to talk Bearcats with people who who are trying to engage in a in a healthy, non toxic way. Uh, Besides that, it's all ad-free. And it's all ad-free.
3: I'm going to interrupt here. Apparently, breaking news. NKU is officially a quality loss. Oh, shit.
0: (laughs) Damn it. Just got to unpublish that article now.
3: (laughs) Oh, God. That came from the Discord, by the way, if you guys want to hop in, and that's where the news came from it was reported there first. That's how we find out. Hop in here. You're going to find out some weird stuff in here. It's good.
0: Join the discord bookmark cats, and then make sure you're following all of our social accounts at Viva la cats pod at go Beer cats, at Cincy Slangen. And then if you want to go ahead and help us get over a hundred followers on at Catskeller SC, I'm saying a hundred, I'm setting the bar low. I want that thing over a thousand quickly. So get your asses following that account. That's going to pump out the content for our, for our uh, social club. Justin final point, final
2: point. Do not forget to join the cat Skeller bracket because again, it's March baby and we don't know what we're going to give you yet, but you're going to get, you're going to get something. It's going to be good. Oh, you, a lot of can things.
3: we just go ahead? Can we say like, at least if you win, If you want, you get 90 seconds of uninterrupted as long as it's not, you know, weird. Uh, You know, don't put any caveats on it. You get you get 90, 90 seconds on the podcast. Air it it out, baby. Air
2: it out. Air it out. Also buy you a pair of shoes. If you
3: want to.
0: (laughs) Asterix. If you want to praise Kalua Zikpe and all of his contributions to spare cat basketball for 90 seconds, you're welcome to do that. I also, I'm going to say it now. We're throwing in a pair of game worn Adidas vintage shorts from the basketball team player to be determined. I have to identify who that was, but these are authentic Adidas.
3: He has to to identify which pair of shorts don't belong to me. That's what he really has to do guys.
0: (laughs) White or black, white or black. You'll see, but that, that, those shorts those game authentic shorts that are going to go to the winner of our bracket challenge. So you've got pod appearance, you've got Bearcat shorts. We'll we'll throw some other things in. We'll find. I'll out.
1: throw in a I'll, I'll throw in a rain jacket for you too. Why not a UC rain jacket that I have not worn? I promise. Wow! So. Look at this little gift package. All the reasons to How join the Catskeller Bracket
0: Challenge.
2: I'll throw in my lovely time and effort.
3: It's all, we, it's all we it's all we need,
0: it's <laughs> all we need. Fellas, this was a blast. We'll make sure we're doing, I think, I think more drafts are in our future. I think more collabs are in our future. This. I want to shoot for once a month of a of a group call. So we'll see how we do that and how we incorporate in the future. Brandon, Steve, Justin, Hummer, thank you all. Looking forward to getting this posted and sharing it with everybody. Go Bearcats.
4: Go Bearcats, baby.
0: All right, no one
4: hang up.